in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hey. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, April 24th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over Indiana, Kentucky, and every other state. You know it's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Tucker Carlson is out. Don Lemon is out. Trevor Kelsey is still in. I saw that joke on Twitter. I didn't get it. What, what, it must have been Tucker Carlson. Well, he got, he, he, well, mutual parting of ways, I think is the way that it was phrased. He got fired? He's, he's gone. Don Lemon also gone at CNN. Uh-oh. Well, for, what are we going to uh, do with our skewed opinions? Poor Rachel Maddow and Chuck Todd just trembling every time their phone buzzes today. Uh, it's all happening. But, yeah, somebody was like, we so, need— So the political Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp got fired, huh? It sounds like a perfect <laughs> unity ticket for 2024. <laughs> Link them up together. Uh, but we—are uh, we on the air, by the way? We should be. It's on—I was alerted to the fact that it's on national at the moment, according to somebody. But hopefully— that's not happening. We we had some technical. To be honest with you, I, I I I all I can do is do it on the switcher. I have no automation system right now. Okay, we yeah, we we have we're having big time technical difficulties apparently at the 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 home base, the Taylorsville Road Studio. I guess te- this technically is the home base. So we're over here today. I don't understand it. I don't I don't know what's going on. It's all over my head. Uh, but hopefully this is working out okay. This this is going. I'm I'm hopeful that this is. I just fine. checked the radio. We're on the air. We're on the air. Okay, that's all. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good to go. We were like a minute behind because I had to go across the room to hit the switcher, then come back across the room to, to hit the open and. Okay. I, I don't move as swift as I once did. Now the joke was somebody <laughs> somebody had tweeted out like, you know, you've gone in, in that spot on Fox. You've gone from O'Reilly to Hannity to Carlson. They've gotten like more extreme as time has gone on, uh-huh. and now whoever's next is going to have to like be like way over the top. And I was like. I'm here today to announce that Trevor Kelsey is leaving the Big X after uh, 11 very successful years. You could fit that. I mean, imagine. 12, actually. Your thoughts at 8 p.m. after dark. The thing is, like, you never get to politics. You would just tell everybody about what you watched that weekend, and then you would just. (laughs) Oh, I had a good weekend, by the way. I'm sure you did. Little Wayne's World 1 and 2. Both of them. Interview the Vampire. I like all three of those. Oh, wow. I thought I was going to add something to the list here. No, I'm all good with it. 
I don't even know. It's whoever's been, you know, one of those, whoever uses my HBO account along with me, I don't know actually. I'm like the prom date. I'm giving it out to so many people. I don't, even don't know who has it anymore. Your HBO I don't know who's using anymore. And I, I went on there, and whoever it was, it just started watching Into the Vampire. I was like, good choice. <laughs> it's a long movie. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> you I was, also. So I assume whoever I was watching, I probably watched along with them on our streamings in separate rooms. You also have have made this like. This was the only safe space that I had from Frozen songs being earworm. No, today. you're and done. You've ruined it for me. I, I come in here today. The first thing that you do after texting me, "Do you want to build a snowman?" lyrics all weekend, <laughs> you just immediately starting start singing, "Do you want to build a snowman?" Do I, you want? I just, I'm <laughs> safe nowhere. I just sent you that randomly on Sunday too. I leave that. I mean, Virginia is watching Frozen two in her Elsa dress as I'm leaving, and I'm like, well, at least I get a little bit of a break. And then I come here, and you're just like. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> I'm safe nowhere. I it, it what? I literally spent all day Saturday like I was playing with the dogs on uh, in like the living room. I'm just like on the floor, just like rolling around with the dogs, playing with them because you know, mainly because I love playing with my dogs too. It takes me probably a while to get off the floor, so I might as well do something while I'm down there, like a, you know, a turtle when it falls on its back. And uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm down there and I'm just like you know, and the whole time I'm just like. Greasy, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> and he just kept doing it with the dogs. And finally, not, not long before Thunder actually started, my mom just lost it. She's like, there's no bleeping snow out. There's no going to be a bleeping snowman. Will you quit singing that bleeping song? <laughs> Once again, there needs to be a documentary on your house. And I was, she was like, Mayor. what is it from? Great I don't Gardens know it. Two. I'm like, it's from Frozen. She's like, why the hell are you watching Frozen? I'm like, it's no. That might be one of the best questions you've proposed, Mother, in a long time. I thought I responded to you with the the, the part. That was perfect. I, I was like, when I come in in July to talk college sports for three hours without any guests, and I was like, oh, was Anna, when she's like, we only have each other. It's just you and me. What are we going to do? You got the, the song so down, too. I listened to it 17 times a day, Trevor. You sent that, and I laughed, and then I don't know why later, a couple hours later, I was like, but it doesn't have to be a snowman. Doesn't, do you want, it doesn't have to be. The worst part is, so now, because John is. Between that, and I, let it go is, in my head a little bit, but this is worse. Yeah, John is, is 17 months now. So he's still, like, he's talking a, a little bit, but for the most part, like, you, he's not able to express his thoughts, his his concerns, his likes, his dislikes, outside of just text like crying and stuff. So you're not you're not really sure like what he's catching on to and what he's not. But we listen to Frozen in the car a lot, and just out of nowhere, it wasn't to the end of uh, Love Is an Open Door, the, the part where you know, Hans is like, "Can I say something crazy? Do you, will you marry me?" And she's like, "Can I say something even crazier?" And John goes. Yes, like right there. I was like, "Oh God!" So I said, "Like, so now every anytime you say it, say that line, he just lights up and he's like, yes. Uh, so John officially is he, he's in on Frozen. He likes watching the songs. He's the whole house has just been taken over, and now I can't even. I, I'm not even safe here. You've ruined it for me. Thank you. The past is in the past. Uh, how is that <laughs> outside of annoying me with Frozen lyrics and watching movies? How was your weekend? Uh pretty solid. Solid. Uh, you know, didn't didn't leave the house a whole lot. It was I mean, I, I heard it was a little chilly out. I mean, I, I came out today and, and and did the shorts and sweatshirt, the Rutherford combo. Um, but uh, I did watch I did watch Thunder. I did watch it on the uh, on the television. It looked like it looked like me starting it up this year for the first time because it, it didn't I missed work that. right. I missed that. I heard all about. it. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. Some reason though, fall asleep in like the middle of it. You fell for, asleep for, like, during good, Thunder. for a good minute or two, and then kind of woke back up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what part I dozed off during, but when I woke up, it was still going. So, a damn recliner. Uh, and then Sunday was pretty much just, yeah, just sit around the house all day and pretty much just 
But, but I, I watched, uh, didn't watch really any movies. I mainly just watched a bunch of uh, really bad reruns of television. SBU, Monk, Big Bang, that type of stuff. Is the table in here shaking? Is is it the? Is that the? Is, is it shaking right now? Yeah, like like my my hands like shaking on the thing. The microphone are you nervous? shaking. N- not really. Not uh, any are, more are, than are, usual. Are you, are you, are you, are you little, like little like like? You I know. feel like we're in pretty safe territory here talking about movies. I don't know if it's that uh, what, the um, the thing that smells so bad here. The oil. Well, yeah, but it's it's part of something. What, what do you have? Oh, the generator. The generator. God, I cannot think of words. Yes, is that what's happening here? I don't know. Everything's. I've just got shaking. the. I've got the little, like the portable AC going. I don't know if that's it or not, but it's. Just I mean, shaking. I probably shouldn't need to, but I, I'm just like having that Elvis moment where I'm, I'm cold outside, so I wore a hoodie, but it's hot in here, so I put the air on. <laughs> I take the hoodie off, but I don't have anything underneath it, and I'm just trying to be nice to you. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. Uh, we came home. <laughs> yeah, it was your weekend. Pretty laid back weekend. We uh, watched the spring game on Friday, which we're going to talk about here in, in a second. We Saturday was very laid back. The, ki- the kids, okay, the kids both have pink eye, so that's they're kind of yeah. We're, we're, How do you avoid getting? I mean, so, so far I've avoided it. It's almost got to be that's got to be impossible with two kids. Though, My right, right eye is definitely itchy, but so far it's not not bad. Like because I mean they touch everything. Yeah, I mean you, and you you've got to like it's. I can't imagine. I can't imagine how. So they're not in school then, right? Uh, Virginia did not go to school today. Yeah, so she, unless everybody else has it, then what's the, the point? The, well, the thing is, like she. Once you're on an antibiotic, you're apparently not contagious anymore after like 11 hours. Oh, I didn't so know that. So she was able to. She she got it on like I guess Friday, and so she was good to go to ballet. So we did that on Saturday, and we did the typical running errands and all that good stuff. But then she kind of has just been not feeling good, and her eye still looks like crap. So it was more about like the optics. We don't. I didn't want other parents to see. You know, us drop this girl off with like two just like swollen red eyes and like. <laughs> Looking like she's sounding like she's so nasally and just thinking like she's fine, I promise. Just say she fell into a door. Yeah, so, she's, uh, <laughs> so, so we kept her home today, but that was that kind of dominated the weekend. But we did just standard parent stuff, and I, I actually forgot that thunder was going on on Saturday. Like we, I, I went to put John down <laughs> to sleep. I, had, I just had no idea. Like I, I just forgot. I mean, I knew the, the planes were going overhead. We saw a decent amount of them from our house. Yeah, you could hear those in mine yeah. all day. Yeah, you know, I think you can hear them everywhere. Uh, it's, Amazing, like the F thirty five, how loud it is. Mm-hmm. But so I'm putting John down, and like I start hearing the, like the pop, pop, pop. I'm like, oh yeah, the thunder's happening right now. So I missed the, I mean, I missed the delayed thunder start. Um, I turned it on for a, a brief part, and then I was like, okay, I get, I've seen this before, and went and took a shower. Uh, but I, the only reason I remembered it was coming on outside of the pops was all these people texting me. They're like. The drones made an Olaf. Like are, are, they are did. They watching it, and I was like, "No, the kids are asleep." I, you kids, it did that, and the first he goes, "Would you want to build a snowman?" Did it, and, did. Yeah. and then it just—I think it just did that, like you know, run around the halls and play, and then it went right into like a little verse of "Let It Go," and then it ended. Yeah, sounds about right. I did see that because I, I had it on the background during that. I'm not a big drone fan. I don't, the drones don't do it for me. Like last year was the first year they did that, right? I have no idea. It, it's relatively new, and I'm, I just. I guess it's cool. I don't know. It just it, it doesn't it, it doesn't move the needle in, in the Trevor household. Well, okay. <laughs> just, I'm just like, can we just do maybe an extra ten minutes of fireworks instead? Show some more drunk people at the chow wagon. That's always entertaining, right? Have you seen the prices of the chow wagon this year? I haven't been to a chow wagon since probably you were in elementary school. I haven't either, but I saw somebody post like their their lemonade, their like hot dog, which was covered in like chili cheese. And then a standard thing of fries, and said it was fifty five dollars. And I looked at the prices, and I saw that a a, a bland Philly cheesesteak, nothing on it, steak cheese bun, twenty five bucks. That's outrageous. It's insane. 
You you could you could order one an actual one from like Pat's or Keen's in Philly, have it shipped here for less than that. You could. Like legitimately, I'm not even exa- exaggerating because I think they're like six bucks or seven bucks there. Have it overnighted to what, like 10, 15 bucks. It's like that's still less than twenty five. It's like this is the deal that the KDF people strike because people were so mad that it wasn't actually called the Chow Wagon in recent years, even though everybody just still called it the Chow Wagon, and now it's officially back to being the Chow Wagon. And you're like, okay, if we're gonna give it the, the bland old name. Guess what? Jacking up the prices. If you if you want to eat down at the chow wagon, it's going to cost you more than it's going to cost you to eat to like a meal at Jeff Ruby's. Oh, so to avoid a sponsoring it, they just jacked up the prices. I don't know if that's it or what it is, but it's 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 very pricey. When, when did anybody like have like a social conscience not to, to to market to like sell your name rights off to something? Everything's name. Did in the Vatican sponsored? I mean by. By Catholic Purell or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. Not today. I mean, not on I, Monday. I'm pretty sure everyone's pretty much sponsored by something. Not on if Monday. You, if their commentators was... are dropping like flies right now, Trevor, we're not. We're we're not doing that. If I could, if I could sell my name rights off, I would. <laughs> well, speaking of perfect segue, <laughs> we want to hear from you today on the Thornton's text line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. A reminder, Thornton's is hooking you up with not just the best price at the gas pump, not just the best price inside on donuts uh, and whatever tasty snacks you're in the mood for, but now for a limited time, they're giving you 89-cent fountain drinks of 32 ounces or smaller. Uh, stop in, grab whatever you want to drink, fill it up, get it for less than a buck, and then, uh, you know, Get some free gas from that, not free gas, but cheap gas from your, uh, as you always say, high quality, but what, how do you phrase it? High quality. High quality gas at cheap prices. Gas at cheap prices, thank you, uh, courtesy of the Refreshing Rewards app, and then text us at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. That's why I used to like, describe myself on dating apps. You are not on dating apps. No, I've actually never done one. I know. Well, you- technically, I did... That's a lie. I did do the uh, the big blue hookup thing one time. That was a joke. That was though. a joke, though. Yeah, you have because you made a. I, I've I been gonna, signed up by friends, but you know how that feels. I was going to bring this up on the show because you made a, a joke about how like you were going to leave the fact that you were spending four twenty <laughs> watching Frozen by yourself, forty three year old single man, like one a.m. You're going to leave that off your, your dating app profile, but I think that because you and Scoots have both kind of you you are the bachelors of the Big X. That's what they call you, the Big X bachelors. <laughs> I like that actually. And you have refused to do dating apps. I don't know if, if Scoots is quite as adamant as you are, but we may need to do this. Like this may be, I, I said that 2023 is the year of love for TK, but you don't really get out of the house that much. It's tough for you to, to meet people. We may need to do some sort of dating app thing, unless we have some sort of like radio contest. I mean, it's not tough for me to meet people. It's just tough to get me out of the house. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get me out on me, people. Exactly. You are very personable. For good or You're bad. A little but... social butterfly, but you don't like doing much after, yeah. after you leave the show. I, li- I like people, but I hate gatherings. I'm just I'm very You weird. are an enigma. You're, you're, you're a walking <laughs> contradiction. So we may, I don't know. I mean, I, I was like you 10, 15 years ago when they're becoming a thing. I was like, I could never do a dating app. I could, you know, I don't want to meet people that way. Like whoever my soulmate is would not be on a dating. But I feel like it's changed. I yeah, but like- you were also in your late 20s at that point, probably. Yes, I'm saying. Like, yeah, if I was in my twenties, I'd still wouldn't be doing. It. Like now, now it's more like if I do it, it's just because like it's better than actually having to go out and try to. Because I'm not, we're not going to go to a bar. Yeah, it, I can't go to a club. Also, people who are in their late twenties have kind of grown up with dating apps now too. It was, That's it was true. More of a novel concept when we were 
you know, getting hit in that 25, 30 age when people are starting to settle down a little bit. I think that you're, I think it's just, it's the way of the world now. I mean, do people actually meet like randomly in public anymore? I think it's rare. I think it's, if it happens, it's like kind of a friend of the friend thing. Or maybe, maybe a work, like something like, well, basically, I guess work, I always yeah. say, like if you work in a restaurant, you work in a restaurant, you're probably, you've either A, slept with somebody you worked with there, or B, you currently are. Like restaurants are like Gamora. It's like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just everywhere. There's drugs and sex running rampant everywhere. <laughs> I think we may need to. I, I don't know which is the safest one to go. I what, feel putting like, me in a restaurant or putting me on an app. Putting you on a, a dating app. Okay. My days of serving are probably pretty much behind me. Yeah, I don't think you're. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wasn't supposed to serve. I'm not working in the back we'll of the put house. Put you at Capitol Grill and you can just be rivals with Jenna. I'm not going in the back of the house again. No, <laughs> no, sloth no longer. Go back house. But chime in. <laughs> Let us know if you've had a, a positive dating uh, app experience. Let us know where how Trevor should get started. And how like what, it's if, a great summer show. We can craft your profile. And also like, is there one like particularly like cut for me? Like I, I know I'm not I'm not you know I'm not Christian black or Jewish, but or a farmer. But is there like a stoner stoner once love like app? I guarantee there is. There's gotta be. Weed enthusiast dating app. <laughs> it just pops up every app. <laughs> uh, there's a mashable store. I mean, look, everything's a listicle now. Best 420 friendly dating sites for pot lovers and cannabis. The seven best stoner dating sites updated recently in April of 2023. But also, I don't do. I want somebody's exactly. I don't want her like completely bogart mustache. Well, you also. I mean, opposites attract. That's true. That, she's got. She's that. got at least like. She doesn't have to like sports, but she has to be able to deal with me watching sports. This is a this is a scam article. The number one article <laughs> is Match.com. The one, the, I'm like, no, that's just normal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like that's if you type that in, I figured it's like random. I can be matches still. Is like, eHarmony still around? Yeah, I think so. There's a a dating app called My420Mate.com. <laughs> that sounds like it's to hook up. You know, sometimes that thing is around. Everybody probably more often than not, people make good appointments on there and just get high and forget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I ever stand, doubted this. We have a stand up. We have a stood up rate of eighty eight percent. I don't know why I ever doubted this. Of course, there, there's like several dedicated strictly to this. Stonersingles.net. Is there a stoner and sports singles? Okay, this one maybe. If you we're looking for true love, we're not looking for smokeandpoke.com, which is another website. Keep that. Keep keep that one on save. Just, <laughs> just just the back burner. Just, just, just in case. Just in case. Bookmark that one just in case. Hithere.com. That's and clever. Snackapp.com. Let's. Makes me wonder what they're referring to, but okay. So th- th- these do exist. We can make this happen. We can. Is there one like they can intertwine? Well, I can just put sports loving anyway. room here. Okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll, that's. For, Will you fill for it out for me? Day. Sure, we can. We can do it. I mean, you've had more success recently with the ladies than I have. Well, I'm married and have been for almost a decade. Well, so that's <laughs> recently. <laughs> <it is. laughs> I think I stand by my statement. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, we got lots to get to today outside of Trevor's dating life. Uh, we've got uh, spring game reaction. We've got, of course, transfer portal news going on. We've got the women's basketball team with an exciting, exciting announcement. We're going to have to talk about this Louisville baseball team at some point. It's not going to be a friendly conversation because. Oh, did you watch that? Did you get to watching the Saturday's game? Uh, no, I saw it at the end. I did, I, that's that's another thing I was watching between the uh, the Thunder coverage. I was flipping between that and because it, it started late, I guess because it was in a rain delay. And I assume that I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the rain delay was the reason why it looked like there were seven people at the entire game. No, it's just Duke baseball. Uh, yeah, and they put it in the and they put it in the Bulls like stadium. I don't think they play there regularly they or do. not. Okay, do they? Okay, I thought maybe it's because Louisville was in town, they were gonna do like something special. But uh, 
I don't know if you saw. I'm sure you saw it online, but I was actually watching what happened. I think it was like the sixth inning or whatever. The lights just go out. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing because my mom had just walked in the room to ask me something about dinner. And like she's like, what happened to the game? And like the lights go out, the TV com- the commentators go out for about a half a second. They come back and they're like, well, don't adjust your television. It is pitch black in here. <laughs> I don't know how long they were out for because I-, I watched it for a few minutes. They went to commercial and I flipped it. When I came back, they came back on, but... That that moment pretty much described the ninth inning of the entire all week all weekend for the Louisville Cardinals. It was bad. Just, right. just they just black. We're going to talk they about just it blacked later. out. Yeah, we're we're going to get there. We're, we're going to discuss it. It's it, times are tough right now, and we have uh, if, if you're interested in hearing more, not just from us, but we have the Dan McDonald Radio Show tonight from six to seven. You can hear it on our sister station nine seventy WGTK. But uh, let's start at least with the U of L stuff. Friday night spring game. First taste of Jeff Brom as Louisville's head football coach. First time to see his team in action. And it is, I mean, it's it's what you expect a spring game to be. It's a, it's, it's a glorified practice. Now, there were, the attendance was, I, I think the rain kept a lot of people away, which is what we were concerned about. Uh, it was not as, I think, robust a crowd as we would have liked for, for Brom's debut coming back here. I don't think it's reflective of the excitement around the program. I mean, the folks at UofL will tell you about the the increase in season ticket sales. I think we can just tell from you know the radio show and, and doing the website and all this stuff, the, the added interest and the rise in intrigue that there is in Cardinal football right now. But as far as you know, Louisville football fans, look, we struggle to show up for a big game when the weather's going to be bad. We're not going to show up for a spring game. doesn't matter if, you know, whoever the coach is, if it's going to look like it's going to be a little bit dicey out there. And it, it was a little bit dicey out there. So the crowd probably, what, just a couple thousand, it seemed like, maybe three, four thousand. Um, it was, that was a disappointment just because of the, the weather. But the game itself, I thought primary takeaways, you know, we can get into the weeds about, the linebacker play and the yeah, the offensive line play after the first unit with the, the lack of experience there and all this stuff. But the biggest thing for me is I wanted to see Jack Plummer play. I, I wanted to, if we're going to be an 8-9-plus win team this season in our, in our first year under Brom, we've got to have stellar quarterback play or at least solid quarterback play. And Plummer's going to be the guy. I think that's become very, very apparent in these uh, these weeks of spring practice. And after looking a little bit shaky on the first series – I came away thinking, like, I'm in. Like, like this is the this is the dude. This can work. We we can win eight nine, maybe even more if, if the breaks go our way. Games this season with this guy running the show. He throws a great ball. He looked mobile enough to keep plays alive. He seems to have a good rapport with the new big time targets. He and Jamari Thrash hooked up for a big hit. Uh, he hooked up with Kevin Coleman a little bit later in the game, and. He looked, and Keith said this when he's come on a couple of times after spring practices, he looks just, not light years, but a solid tier above all the other quarterbacks that we saw. Brock Doman looked good early. You know what you're getting with Brock Doman. He was yeah, a capable backup last year. That's pretty safe to say, yeah. Yeah, he, he won three games in, in four starts last season. But if you start him for an entire year, like you're not winning more than, I don't know, Six games with him. He has a limited Lucky. window. He's a great backup, though. Evan Conley is still who, who he is, which is fine. Like he's, We haven't seen him for a full year. He came out, and he looked uh, a little bit rusty, but still more or less like the guy that we've seen since 2019. And then Caleb Johnson, um, 
I think has a higher ceiling than those guys, but he was he, he misfired a decent amount on his his limited amount of, of, of chances out there. And then Pierce Clarkson, we didn't get a chance to see. So we we st- he's still uh, a little bit of a mystery. Can he step up and be a capable first string backup? I'm sure that their ideal scenario is to go ahead and redshirt him, but we'll see. I think you'll, you'll see some of Pierce Clarkson because of course he can play those four games and still keep his redshirt. But Plummer is the guy, and he looked the part. He ended up 10 of 13 in the game. He uh, threw a couple of touchdown passes. Our boy Josh Lipson, KCD stand-up, caught two touchdown passes, one on that trick play, that little uh, flea flicker, reverse flea flicker, which was beautiful. little taste of Jeff Brown before you get the full taste in the fall. Um, that was exciting. Jawar Jordan, I thought, looked the part as well as your first-string running back. He and Maurice Turner should form a, a very, very solid combo. Um, the defense was was stout. It was mostly the guys that we're used to seeing who were making big plays. Ashton Gelade was a standout. Uh, I, I thought it was I – mean, you never want to take too much away from a spring game because it is a it's a glorified practice. But I think you can take certain things away. And for me, the biggest takeaway was we can have success this year with Jack Plummer running the show. He looks to be that type of player. Agreed. Okay. Did you watch? Did you watch the spring game? I watched some of it during the. Uh, dur- I watched as much as I could while the bats were in rain delay, and then I missed some of it when I went home and watched a little bit of the second half. But like I said, I mean, I just I can only take so much. I did enjoy watching Plummer play. Just listening to what you're saying while I was kind of doing some other work as well. By the way, you're good. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can. I mean, it depends if you want if you want to search for over positives, and, and there's no reason that's a bad thing to do from a spring game. You can, or, or vice versa with negatives, but. I think when it's all said and done, smoke clears. I mean, it's just it is what it is. It's a spring game. No one really left with a lot of injuries. I don't. I don't think I saw. I think one maybe lineman got a little banged up. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, that I saw, unless I missed something. But the most part, it seemed like injury free spring game, which is yeah what we really want. I mean, it's it's you know it's I know it's like getting socks on Christmas, but you know you need it, and it's 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 what it's it's a useful gift, and so it's what it's, it makes the spring game useful. Uh, what I did see of Plummer, I did like. I saw some nice little runs out of Turner as well, and I, and and when Jordan, it was another running back, a nice little run as well. And I can't, I didn't see the name because I had it on mute. I couldn't really watch it with volume. I was watching on the computer screen during the bats. I think it was the walk-on kid from the Bronx. Oh, because that was yeah. okay. I know there was a nice run. I, I just I didn't even see the name or number. I just was like, that's you know, he had a nice like a 15, 20 yard run up to, uh, through a couple tackles. But yeah, I mean, it, it did it, did it make me more excited for the season? I guess a little bit. Just to be able to see, you know, the reality of Brom on the sideline, or you know, just the seeing the, the it's real, damn it, it's real to me. Yeah, real. I get like, like just like it's just I'm not like one of those kids. Like I'm just like I know it's gonna fall down. It's like a you know, like the, the the recruit out of Texas. It's like we got him signed, but I'm not gonna be happy until I see him on you know on the sideline in a uniform. Yada yada. There's the first one. Have a there drink. It is. Mark it down. <laughs> Three twenty-eight. It's five o'clock somewhere, buddy. Take a shot. And. So yeah, I mean it's other than that, yeah. You take what we get from it. The crowd didn't surprise me, as you mentioned. I mean, like I said, they you had the, the bats game going on at the same time, or attempting to, but it never even started because of the rain. You know, it didn't really rain a whole lot. It just in this area, but stay focused here. It looked it looked bad. It looked nasty. Yeah, I think the I'm other, never focused. By the way, I know you are. The the other thing outside of the gameplay is this was a huge weekend recruiting wise, and. We're already seeing. I saw your tweet. We're already reaping the benefits of that weekend. We get on Sunday Ransom McDermott, who's an all-name guy. I mean, that's a that's a fantastic name. It sounds like he should be, you know, 
moonlighting as a soap opera actor. Well, he needs to come out to a song by the band Rancid. Well, Ransom. Even better. Yeah, Ransom McDermott out of Indiana. Three-star prospect. He's an offensive lineman. Um, He is huge. 6'7", 315. Has scholarship offers from Kentucky, Sucky Cats, Cincinnati, West Virginia, BC like was heavily targeted by Indiana because he's that, that's his home school. But he went ahead and committed 2024 guy. Uh, that's a I don't know if you've heard this trap. You can't teach size. That's a, a big addition <laughs> getting him. And then for more of an immediate impact, we find out late yesterday Willie Tyler, the offensive lineman uh, from Rutgers, the transfer who was in town over the weekend as well. He has committed to Louisville. That is a guy who I mean he's going to be your starting offensive guard on one side. Willie Tyler, I mean. You want to talk about a guy that's been around the block, a, a guy who is reflective of this new era in college sports. He starts off in JUCO. He spends two years in tech, at Texas. He is at one point committed to Louisiana Monroe. He's at one point committed to Virginia. He doesn't play for either of those schools. He ends up playing for Rutgers, and then he transfers. I think he commits to like Virginia last spring or whatever and leaves before they can even get to this spring. And like It, it just... He's been everywhere. He's been like nine different schools, but he will finish his college career at Louisville, and he is a guy who I think you feel confident in his ability to be a starting offensive lineman. He was one of the bigger targets from this weekend, and to get him without any sort of further delay is a big-time deal because the offensive line, Jeff came on the show last week. He essentially said we feel really, really good about three guys on the offensive line, and it's the names that you know. We've got to find two other guys, and – Willie Tyler, if he's not the immediate answer at one of those two spots, he certainly is a guy who will compete one of the the answers at one of those two spots. So, so far, so good on the reaction from the recruiting weekend that was. The game itself, I think, thought went well. Uh, wish the weather had been better, but there's not, not nothing you can do about that. And just seeing Jeff uh, run out in the field, seeing you know the, the Brahms answering questions after the game, seeing the, the, the players give great responses to their questioning after the game, I thought it was an overall a very, very solid night. Very solid of a football program in the Jeff Brom era. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get we're some text. We're going to win a championship, buddy. You're damn right. We're going to take some text from you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. We'll also talk about the latest transfer news on the men's basketball side and the women's basketball side. It's coming. Right here, more Rutherford Show on the way here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. with a big black horse and a cherry tree. On my back, I said, Don't look back, just keep on walking. When the big black horse said, Look this way, he said, Hey, will you marry me? Bred in Detroit, born in America, and always in the winner's circle. Find your new Ford at Oxmoor Ford. Get 2,000 low APR cash on new 2022 F-150 XLT Super Crew. Or save 2770 off MSRP on new 2022 Escape S. Or save 3550 off MSRP on new 2022 Explorer XLT. Shop our large inventory with confidence. In case you don't find what you want, we'll order it for you. It's never a gamble when you choose a new Ford from Oxmoor Ford. Numbers 445 Includes all offers plus tax and license and fees with a and we're back in to an uh, interesting Mike Rutherford show here as we work with technical difficulties. You're, you're playing commercials by hand back there. 
even though you're not really sure what they are. Yes. The music, we're not sure what's going on. Well, the music I have, I did. Oh, the music is, is is fine. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 No one accidentally plays PM Dawn. I, that's on purpose. <laughs> Baby, yeah. I woke up with this song kind of in my head. Oh, is your mic off or is that me? Yeah, I think your mic's unplugged. You switch over talking to that one. I cough. How's this? Now I, see now I hear myself. Yeah. What, what just happened? What, what is happening right now to the show? I just don't know, dude. It's like standard Monday stuff. I have no idea. I just. Everything broke at the other studio. So Trevor's hand playing commercials. He's he's hand playing. But we're not sure what's going on. Yeah, all the commercials like aren't labeled by like the sponsor. Labeled by like like what we we're doing the best. Yeah, I, I don't even. I'm like playing spot. I just accidentally started to play a spot for like Lucidity. I was like, that game's over. We're we're doing the best we can. We're doing, <laughs> we're, we're going to be fine. Speaking of, uh, uh, it was a kind of a rough weekend for Lucidity and Racing Lou. Uh, Lucidity, they do play to a scoreless tie against the Charleston Battery in a game that was in Charleston, not here. Uh, we could not give those tickets away. But Racing Lou, they go out to Portland. and calls the themselves f- the Batteries. Battery. Well, yeah, so they're a singular battery. I'm sorry. I think it's more of like a, you know, like in baseball, the pitcher-catcher is a battery. That's the term. Not like, it's a not, not something you put in your smoke detector to get it to go beep, beep, beep? No, those are batteries. I, but if there's a singular one in the singular battery's battery, yeah, but it has multiple definitions. <laughs> it's a unit. That's the Charleston. Battery. I'm picturing just the logo, just like this, like little battery kind of battery suit runner. I don't think that's what it is. But we can look it up. I hope so. But they They're had awesome. a yeah. They, they they played to a scoreless tie against Charleston. <laughs> Racing Lou goes out to Portland. They take their first uh, loss of the year so far in NWSL play. But uh, they'll be back. They'll be better. They'll, be, they'll learn from it. Portland's a very, very good team, very talented team. And, uh, again, you can uh, call 502 Lou City for season tickets for either one of these teams or individual tickets. and go to RacingLou.com and also LouCityFC.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. All right, so we talked a little spring game there. We'll we take a couple of texts here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Like, people are already answering here. The battery in Charleston is in reference to a military battery of defense system. There you go. Boom. I, I I don't care what they tell you. I'm picturing the triple A or double A right there. Texture says, podcast listener here, so I had to sit with this all weekend, and it killed me. The voice of Olaf is Josh Gad. The original King in Hamilton is Jonathan Groff, who is the voice of Kristoff. Josh Gad is LaFou from Beauty and the Beast live action. So I messed that up. Well, who, who am I thinking of that was? You said he was the guy from Hamilton. Which right. I've never who seen. I thought I, was I, also the guy from, he, he's the guy from Mindhunter. Which it is Jonathan Groff. Which I've never seen either one of those, by the way. I I know that in Moana, because Moana is Lin Manuel Miranda who did Hamilton, the guy who does the who's the the demigod who does the well, how do you say you're welcome? That's the guy who plays George Washington in the original Hamilton. I know that, uh, but I thought that this I thought Olaf was the uh, the singing voice of Olaf was Jonathan Groff. Apparently, I was wrong. Texture says um, this is yeah, it's Christoph voice. I'm looking at it right now. Say what? I'm looking. I'm just looking at that guy's uh, uh, filmography, which, by the way, I know nothing on it. So, even though he did do, a, he did, played Bart Simpson on an episode. There you go. Texas, did you see the Patino and phone thing? I did. I saw that. So Patino was at the the Knicks game over the weekend, and I didn't see this live, but I saw a lot of people talking about it. And I weren't wasn't sure what they were referencing, but apparently when they showed him, he's very clearly giving out his phone number to somebody. 
And so people were, were reading his lips, and they put his phone number on the internet. That's <laughs> where we're at now. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I saw a lot of people that were... Um, so this will get into the transfer portal thing in just a second, but you know, they were hosting some visitors they're, they're getting some recruits that we're going to talk about on campus. And somebody was like, I assume that this guy is going to get Rick Patino's new phone number here in a very short amount of time. And Patino today tweeted out. Uh, so yesterday I was enjoying the Knicks game and someone read my lips on TV, giving out my phone number. I got over 300 plus messages coming in. Here's the bizarre news though. 95% were nice and positive. I got a lead on seven new recruits as well. My new cell number is dot, 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 winky face, tongue out emoji. Rick's always recruiting. Knows what he's doing. That's hilarious. Texter says, um, screaming is good. Oh, thank you. Texter says, I'm just trying to picture where and what Trevor would do for a first date. Uh, that's a good question. I think I would have to, like, if it's through a dating app, I w- I could, I'd have, like, a little bit of a... An, an edge, though, I could like maybe see some of what she liked and maybe like catered around her. That's look at that. Well done. Now, if like I guess it's a blind date, I mean, I'm old school. I, I probably wouldn't do the dinner and a movie thing for a first date, but I mean, yeah, we'd somewhere nice to eat. Maybe I don't know, like um, the Outback or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like a Stony River, but I don't know if I really want to spend that much on a steak for on our first date. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? No, you're good. Okay. But something, yeah, along those lines, yeah, something like that. Texas, I met my wife on Tinder. Dating apps are amazing, and anyone who says different has been ghosted multiple times, or they're the problem. Isn't Tinder for just hookups, though? I think that it, maybe it was initially. And it changed? Or was it, I think initially it was. it's always been ideally about Starting relationships. Then again, I guess who's the and the kids just used it for shacking up. I mean, yeah, but who's to say that you you know a, a simple what you think is going to be just a, a quick hookup turns out to be a relationship? You never know that. It could be. Um, Texas says, "LOL." Trevor thought somebody named their child Rancid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, because because Ransom is right up there with John, Michael, and Paul, right? Well, I mean, it's better than rancid. Do you know what, is, ran- is it, do you know what rancid it, means? Yeah, I know what rancid means. So it, clearly, ransom is better than rancid. It's not that much better. Yeah, it, it's significantly better. What if he gets kidnapped? And then what are they supposed to do? We want ransom for ransom? Oh. <laughs> does he does he come running through the barrel to the the, the, Mel, the Mel Gibson a Mel Gibson line in the, movie, the great movie Ransom? It's better than awful smelling food. Yeah, but ransom had some good hits. Whatever. <laughs> you know, Rancid doesn't necessarily meant to be like awful. Plus, also, if, you, if you're an offensive lineman, wouldn't you want him to be more rancid than ransom? No. Oh, that, I that do. Would, that would mean he stinks. Who? Okay, good. No, that's be, not stinks. Stinking so. means you suck. It means no, no, not, not physically. I, mean, I mean, I thought you meant like physically stinking. I don't care if you physically stinks. That's a good thing. Rancid is a negative connotation in every sense of the word. <laughs> There's nothing good about being maybe rancid. Maybe his parents weren't expecting him. Maybe, no. maybe, maybe he was an unwanted child, so they named him Rancid. No. Apparently, Dwayne Johnson is sings that song in Moana. I, I know nothing now about who sings. The guy from <laughs> Hamilton who's George Washington is somewhere in Moana. That's all I can tell you. Look that up. I'm almost positive at this. I'm doubting everything now. I don't. Yeah, know. This is how bad I sound when I'm trying to remember who's in what. Mm, yeah. Kind of. 
And then you just, but then you just go on for like 15 more minutes. In your defense, is Josh Gad and Jonathan Groff. I mean, it's pretty close. I, I swear. Those are names that are I'm really throwing my wife under the bus on this one. She told me that that was the same guy. Who was oh, the Josh Gad that plays off. I know that dude from somewhere. Anyway, I've seen him in something. This is what you sound like when you can't, because then you just pivot to like looking up his Wikipedia and just reading off what he starred in. Texas says, I met my wife on Tinder, and we just got married on October 22nd. Now we are expecting our first child in November. Congratulations. Good job. Uh, this is – see, this, this, these are the stories that we wanted. This is hope. This is why we need not be afraid of Tinder, Trev. Yes. You can, you can do this. We can make this We can make this work. I remember where I saw Josh Guide from. Stop. He was, he was in the rocker with uh, Rain Wilson. Okay. Okay. Great. There you go. Let's move on. <laughs> can we? Play, I know we're having technical difficulties here. Can we play the transfer portal song, or is that just is it impossible to do over here on this day? Nothing can hold back. Here we go. It's a transfer portal. The transfer portal. Who we got? Who we gonna Who we gonna add to this team? All right. <laughs> I, I, every time I like We it. do need a camera here for this. <laughs> uh, the, the first piece of news is, is I, I told you this was going to happen on Friday. Keyshawn Hall from UNLV, who we at least had interest at the beginning Someone did. I don't know about us. <laughs> we, we don't. We know that he had interest. We know that Louisville reached out. So at some point, there was reciprocal interest between Louisville and Keyshawn Hall. How far that extended is up for debate. But Keyshawn Hall, I mentioned on on Friday's show, he was down to he listed his five, four finalists as Louisville, Texas, Georgetown, and George Mason. Now, one of those things is not like the other. And one of those things was also the only school that he actually visited. So it was pretty easy to see how Saturday's announcement was going to go. But Keyshawn Hall did officially commit to George Mason. So I know there were some, there was a contingent of Louisville fans that were excited about him, that were, I think, trying to, to sell everybody else on him because it seemed like he was a guy who was interested in Louisville, but he is now officially off the board. Uh, you and I were, were, were not excited about Keyshawn Hall, so... I think George Mason is a good fit. Yeah, more, more, George Mason, I'm not saying that you mean you – know, good luck to you, buddies. That's all I got to say. I, I just – I don't know. I feel bad. I feel He'll like be been, fine there. I feel like we've been kind of more making extreme, more hard on this kid than we should be, really. But I just, I don't know. You just didn't feel like – yeah, you're right. Just, it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't him. It wasn't, per, wasn't him. It was us. It just didn't feel like the right right time. He's a six seven guard who can shoot and do nothing else. And when you you you're using the, the term the, shoot loosely too, he I could mean, shoot it. What he, was his percent? Like, he shoot he like, like forty eight percent from three. Did he? Okay, but he had limited attempts because he could barely get on the floor for a UNLV yeah. team that was no good. So if we're trying, look, he, he's a he could be a fine long term prospect. He could do well in the A ten. But if we're looking to be NCAA tournament good next season, which is the goal, he doesn't help you there. He he doesn't. At least not as much as some other guys who are out there. Now R J Luis from UMass. He visited last week. I think that, that he was a guy that we were even more high on, that more Louisville fans were selling uh, the rest of the fan base on. People were pointing to the transfer portal rankings that I think 24-7 Sports has that had him ranked higher than guys like Tyler Perry, even higher than Sky Clark. Um, he came here, visited. Travis Branham took away his prediction that Luis was going to commit to Texas A&M. That got a lot of people excited. 
And then Luis almost immediately said, I've got no plans to commit anywhere soon after his, uh, after his visit to Louisville. And then in the next breath said, I'm planning a visit to St. John's to visit Rick Pitino. So that's not good news. That's, that, that doesn't sound particularly positive. Hope he didn't read his lips and get his number. I think then you saw, I guess Louisville did the thing where they go down the list into the next 6'6 six, six or taller guard <laughs> that they're going to contact. I think this was a direct uh, reaction to R.J. Luis basically saying thanks but no thanks. Uh, Louisville reached out to Trey White from USC today, a 6'7 freshman guard who averaged 9 points and 5.1 rebounds last season for uh, the Trojans. Uh, Trey White, the shooting numbers from the outside are not good. He's not a three-point shooter, 26.5% last season. Shot much, much better inside the arc, 47.4%. Um, assisted turnover numbers were nominal. Uh, one assist, 1.2 turnovers per game. He's a solid defender, not a great defender, solid defender. Who they, well, you know USC's not really worried about defense anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he is. that was one of the benefits with Luis. Yeah. Was he, he, was, he came in, advertised as a good defender coming out of high school, he played for a defensive-minded coach in Frank Martin. USC, they have good defensive numbers as a team, usually because they've got so many athletes protecting the rim. But you know, from the guard position, they're not—they're you know, not. I mean, uh, should I be? Should I have? Should, should a red flag be warm up? This is a kid that also spent went to three different high schools. Maybe. I mean, if that's Texas, Milwaukee, and then a, a, a prep school in California, it could be. Uh, or I mean, coming to one year at USC now, about to go to the second college. I think Trey White is a guy who he can help you next season. I don't think he can. If we're teeter, if you see us right now as a team that is teetering on the side of non-tournament, and we want to be tournament good, I could be wrong. I don't think Trey White pushes you to that next side. I, I don't think he balances the scales in your favor. Um, I think you need somebody a little bit more impactful than that. But he does fit the Kenny Payne mold, which is. He's a, he's a he's a big guard. There's there's no way around that. You mean the Kane Bain pole means he's taller than six six and doesn't weigh more than two hundred ten pounds. He is six seven two ten exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's so. Kenny's got a type. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Now, I, I, we have we had a couple questions about this, and, and it is worth monitoring because this okay. is a guy who could significantly help you out next season. Tyron Lawrence from from Vanderbilt who was really good, was one of the major reasons why they came on so strong at the end of last season. 13.1 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 1.7 assists per game, solid turnover numbers. He's a guy who can play both guard positions, I think, effectively. He's a guy who can take pressure off of Sky Clark. He's a guy who can help initiate the offense, who can help you out in the fast break. He's not quite in the Kenny Payne mold, but he's not a small guard either. He's six foot four, 200 pounds. He's played high-level college basketball for three full seasons now. Um, shoots at 36% from three, 50% above 50% from inside the arc. Played 30 minutes per game last year on a good Vandy team and was really, really good down the stretch. Uh, you look at their their games in March, I mean, he was playing his best basketball. That's what you want. I mean, he was he finally had that, that, that moment. His, in eight of his last nine games, he scored 13 or more points, including uh, 25 and 24 in their last two NIT games. Again, that's a guy that can really help you. If we can go out there and make a play for him, that would be a significant upgrade. But Trey White, he, he's again, he can help you. I think just not as much as a guy who's been there and done it at a high level and who can play 
more of a role that that fills that gaping hole that you have right now uh, without a, a solid secondary ball handler. That's the Tyron Lawrence. I think that's that's where he can come in and help you out. I mean, my I mean, the numbers don't say. I mean, he's, he's I only had more than three assists in a single game last year. He averaged like one point five assists. Yeah, he 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 and was like not one point eight. He played off the ball like they had. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I know Vanderbilt. I mean, they're not really much to get probably. I don't think they they their offense even like opens up for a lot of assists because they're usually more of a penetration and drive kept team. But I don't know. I just I, he, he, I like him. I like him better than you know, V kid. Yeah, he helps you out a lot there. I mean, the thing about – I mean, Vandy also, they had a three-guard lineup a lot of times, and Lawrence was kind of the – you know, he wasn't the the secondary ball hunter. The, the Mangin kid was was running the show at the point. The other kid whose name I just cannot remember at all. I'm trying to think of it right now. Um, he sort of was the, the second guy. Like, Lawrence had the ball in his hands a lot, but because they were had playing three, sometimes four guards out Jordan, there. right, by the way? Yes, thank you. God, that was going to drive me crazy. Um, he was – more in the scoring role. And I think that he, I still think that he can initiate the offense if you ask him to. I think that the assist numbers, like you're not asking him on a team that has Sky Clark who they want to be the point guard. You're not going to ask him to have two and a half assists per game. You're not going to ask him to have a ton. Like he just needs to be a guy who in the, I don't know, seven, eight minutes a game where Clark either needs a breather on the bench or needs to play off the ball because he's being doubled or some reason, you just need him to be able to get the offense going. I think he can do that. He stepped up in the absence of Scottie Pippen Jr. and got to, took advantage of the minutes he got with his departure and went for sure, averaging three points at thirteen. So there's there is that. So I'm not I'm not going to be too negative. I, I mean I, I wouldn't dismiss wanting him on the team. He is, I guess, in a way, falling under the category of what our request was was being a guard, transfer guard. He is technically a guard. You can't really, at least you know, with your six seven, you can argue a wing. At six four, you're a guard. Yeah, no you're question not, you're about not play, it. You're not playing forward at 6'4", no matter – I mean, I guess you could, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think he would be uh, – he also – you know, he's he's played high-level college basketball yeah. for I mean, two full seasons, really two yeah. and a half seasons. Played well against UK in their last time they played. We could use that. That would be nice. That would be nice, yeah, would I be. think that he would be a, a, a very solid addition. Now, there, there are going to be more guys out there probably available coming up soon, but as, as far as it stands right now – He's one of the better guards out there in the, in the portal. Speaking of guards in the portal, I just saw C.J. Frederick, a former U.K. player, has committed to Cincinnati. Really? I was thought you were going to say into the portal. See, that was last week, but okay. Yeah, he's, he's going to U.C. They're, also, they're using the I'm coming home graphic for him going to Cincinnati. He's, I know he's from there. Well, I mean, didn't they do the same thing for him coming to Kentucky? <laughs> Did they? I feel like every player, every player who announces that they're going somewhere in the portal is like, I'm coming home. And it's like 90 miles outside of where they actually grew up. I mean, well, Frederick, he played at Covington, so I guess he is technically from Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they, that kind of – but, like, I feel like we did that with the U.K. Like, if you want to do it with Cincinnati, too, but like, that's fine. But, like, you, you've well, done this twice in He's on in that border, years. you know. It's like it's like if, if Romeo, instead of going to IU, had picked Louisville, could you say he stayed home for college? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's kind of the weird – But, like, also, like, Indiana was like, he's coming home. If he, if, he, if, if, if Romeo <laughs> transferred to IU, like, he's coming home. If he transferred to Louisville, be like, he's coming home. He's in that – yeah, you're in that kind of weird, you're on the river, you know, with Cincinnati, Kentucky, you know, it's – it's kind of that weird spot. You're in between. You're in one like, of my roommates sophomore year at Dayton went to Cuffcath, and he did this thing where he, he tried to. He always like was repping Kentucky. I'm a UK fan, and we we're in class one day, and I was like, "Is anybody in here from Cincinnati?" And he raised his hand, and I was like, "You <laughs> fraudulent <laughs> son of a like, like." I was like, "Don't you?" Can't, I was like, "Don't do this." I mean, from an outsider, I get that, but like, if you if you're in to say like, I'm not gonna like claim I'm from Southern Indiana, even though I know I'm in it right now. 
Like I'm I'm not gonna like that's 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 like what I told you last week when I was like the the uh the the, the power tool wearing the t shirt that said like Thunder Over Clarksville. Yeah. Like I'm not like yeah, if you're I feel like if I was if I was born and raised in like Jeff or New Albany, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm from Louisville. I would be like, I'm Southern Same. Indiana. I mean, I wrote this thing about Romeo Lankford when I was uh, had the SB Nation job, and it was I, I used the phrase that the term Kentuckyana, talk about him and like how like there was so much interest in his recruitment in Louisville and how you've heard so much about him, uh, you know, floating with Indiana and all this stuff. And a couple of people who lived on this side of the bridge were like, you never use the phrase Kentuckyana when you're talking about kids that are playing high school basketball in Louisville. And I was like. That's a great point. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you're exactly right. I was uh, like, yeah, I mean, I've definitely been called out appropriately, but it's like Louisville's a big city. I love, did you just sing the word Kentucky and it reminds me of the, the, the late handsome Jimmy. We had to record a spot for him one time. And you've never heard anyone have such a difficult time saying the word Kentucky and <laughs> like he would, I mean, I, I kid you not this. It was like one, te- it was like one 30 second spot. It took us like two hours to cut. Cause he just kept saying Kentucky, Indiana, Kentucky, and I'm like, we're like Kentucky. He's like Kentucky, Indiana. He's like Indiana. I'm like, no. It was like you ever seen the '70s show when he's trying to teach fans how to say America? No. He's like America. He's like say Eric. He's like Eric. Say America. He's like America. It's like just oh, it was so. God love you, handsome, but. That was one of the worst two hours. It was so frustrating. It's like Kentucky, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the transfer portal, Jeff Walls continues to, uh, to do it big in the portal this offseason. He officially announced uh, Nina Rickards from Florida. Uh, today, she became an official Cardinal. That's uh, three they brought in, right? I think that they've got five now. Oh, that miss? Okay, I know the girl from, like, James Madison, the one from the Vaughn from out west. Rickards, they got one from the A-10 over the weekend, too. Okay, I missed that one. Then, uh, and then Jada Curry from Cal, who's the big one. Um, so they've, yeah, they're loading up. And they also have some other big news today that we're going to get to after the break uh, as far as how they're going to spend this summer. And I think it's great news for a team that has more newcomers than returning players. We'll talk about that. We'll take some more text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Hour number two on the way next here as the Rutherford Show rolls on from Jeffersonville here in lovely Kentuckyana on 1450 The Big X. When it snows, my eyes become alive and the light that you shine can't be seen. Okay. Baby! The man had blue fits, Rutherford. Once again, leads us to the conversation about how like everybody thinks every song's about cocaine. Like, that song's about cocaine, too. This how is it about really cocaine? Is. What? How's the song about cocaine? This song? Yeah. I mean, the, the like the white and you're hitting your eyes. That's I think it's fairly obvious. This one. I mean, okay. Yeah. Best I, part about Batman movie is the song. Oh, for sure. I mean, <laughs> that's the one. That was from the Batman with Chris O'Donnell that ended his career, right? Yes. That's the, the, the um, who's Batman with Chris O'Donnell? Is that, is that George Clooney? Yeah, was it? 
Yeah, because I think the Val Kilmer Batman was the one with the uh, U2 song in it. That if you ever watched the music video, it literally showed the entire movie and the, the, like the entire plot line. It was with Jim Carrey. That was that Batman, right? I think so. I, I can't remember. Yeah, which was really. You would think if you had Jim Carrey as the Riddler and like something with Tommy Lee Jones in it, no matter his character, it was gonna. You would think would be had a chance to be decent, but it wasn't. Oh, it was hot. Oh, God, movie was awful. I went and saw that opening day too. Did you know when it snows? It's a good song still. My eyes become wide and my nose gets stuffed up. <laughs> Seal. Loving it. That was the, the lyrics they, they changed. Yeah. They had to make it a little more subtle. <laughs> We're family friendly, yeah. Welcome <laughs> for the second hour of the Weatherford Show here on uh, Monday in uh, lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana, or sunny Ugh, Louisville, Kentucky, if you're there. Nothing's lovely right now. It me? does suck. I was thinking about this, like when we were talking about the spring game at the beginning of the show, how you know the, the weather was just kind of nasty and it was raining and it held off for a little bit, but then it got bad. It's like the only bad, really bad clump of 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 weather that we've had for like two weeks. Oh yeah, it's been a little bit chilly, but it's been sunny for the most part for the last two weeks. We've had a couple of days where it was 75, 70, 80. Like why couldn't we have just not gotten that stretch of like any other stretch of time from the last two weeks? From seven o'clock to ten o'clock would I mean, have been perfect. I guess at least it didn't rain, right? Really, it did rain. Well, I mean, not Friday, but well, I guess like spring game. Yeah, I was thinking the weekend in general, but yeah. Oh yeah, the rest of the weekend was fine. Yeah, the rest of the Saturday. I was thinking more of thunder. I guess thunder Saturday, was okay. So. Yeah, because it was cold, but it just didn't. Yeah, you know, like I said, at least it didn't rain that day. Oh, the thunder crowd was way down. Apparently, like, was it? It was eight hundred and fifty thousand. Was the total from two years ago, and then this year I think I saw like three hundred fifty thousand was the total, which is just. Lower than you'd expect. Now, at what point do you take Virginia to Thunder? When we have to, I guess. <laughs> My aunt texted me, and I think I told you she's the one that took me to, like, I, I say the first Thunder because it was in, like, 91, but I guess technically the first one was in 89, but no one, like, no one cared about 89. And then the one in 90 was, <laughs> the one in 90 was in Cardinal Stadium. It wasn't even, like, on the, the first one on the waterfront was 91, and I was at that one. I remember going to 91 night two. I remember night two specifically being there because I was mad. I wanted to go and watch the NBA, NFL draft. It sounds a lot how like, you recognize Woodstocks. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you think they're good or not. Well, I mean, no one. I mean, could you, 89 wasn't even. It was. I don't even remember where it was. Like, they just didn't even do it on the waterfront. Does it count if it's on the waterfront? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like counting titles from the 1950s. In basketball. <laughs> hmm. so, so, like, she was telling me, she texted me over the weekend. She's like, So, you go into Thunder? I was like, I don't think I've been to Thunder since like 97. I was like, First of all, and I told her, I was like, I remember like all the, 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 the hassles of like you all taking you and her and my uncle Bill, you know, taking me and my cousin, and her daughter down there. And you know that? I was like, You are a better parent than I ever would have been. Like, I would have never taken him. I would, I, my kids, like, I want to go to Thunder. I'm like, turn it on WHAS. Like, I'm sure I'm, I'm not dragging. I'm not. I'm sure we'll do it when the kids get older. Like, are I'm you going to do it only if you have like 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 hotel or like indoor type situation? I, ideally, I think it works as like a group, like where you go with like friends that have kids that are friends with your kids and like that thing. Like we used to always go with a group and we would go to the hill on WOKY, and that was always fun. We always just went down <laughs> some in some park. I don't even remember where. we were. I don't want to be like in the bleep. I don't, don't want to be down there like in. The thick of things, unless, like you said, unless you can scheme your way, like weasel your way into like a gold house room or one of those like rooftop, like like where you have a good view, but you don't have. to. But if it. you're not, you're going down on, on actual ground. You've got to get down there. Like no, I just said I don't. I, I, oh, okay. You listen to anything that I just. Well, said. I'm just saying. Well, I you, said I don't want to be in the bleep. If you do do that, I mean, you got to be down there at like noon. That, that, we're not going to do that again. We're, that that's what we're not going to do. That's the one. That's you're good for that, aren't you? 
no, I just don't want to do it. I'm not too good for it. I just don't want to be stuck down there the entire day <laughs> and night at this point. Uh, Calvin! No Calvin's in the house. There we go. <laughs> Somebody can make something work around here. Uh, <laughs> so we've got, uh, yeah, I think we've got a few years before we have to deal with that. But eventually, we'll take the kids to Thunder because they'll want to go. But I think we've got a little bit of time. Virginia doesn't even know what's going on. No, no, you're good. You know, you're. I think your wheelhouse for her and John, you want to go like seven, four. When she's maybe around six, and he'd be we'd six, be four, six, four, seven, yeah, five. Six, five yeah. They're always going to be two years apart. Yeah, that would be. That would I would take be the the like the the perfect wheelhouse of taking them. Yeah. Maybe by then, you know, maybe we'll have it like more organized. It's only you know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, I doubt maybe it. we toss like two more kids in there, and we're just like <laughs> wheeling around this Von Trapp family. From... You never know. I like the Von Trapp reference, though. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text from you guys before we talk a little women's hoops. Um, Texture says, "I've got to commend Trevor for the way he nails it every time he sings. It's the transfer portal. You do nail it every single time. <laughs> Thank you. Except for the one time where you held the note too long and you lost your place. <laughs> Besides that, it's been." Pristine every I, single time. I, we need the cameras on here because I do I do all the hand motions and baseball and head. I, I snapped the head back tonight today when you I get very it. into it. I There's, do. It's not just yeah. What I you do. what you hear is what you would also see. These YouTube cameras coming in next week are going to show that for you. We also need a camera in in uh, when we're at the other studio and on Bill what I do it to see his face. <laughs> <laughs> like well, we have a traffic jam and in the background you should be going Porno! <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but wonder if he goes on the air over there. He's just talking about. I mean, Bill's just talking about like what a great day, like God's blessed us all with, and the, tra- the traffic, and then we're just like, it's a transfer portal. <laughs> it's probably like the least disturbing thing that he hears from us inside those walls, too. That, that is probably true. Yeah. Texas says, uh, one of the people, I met my wife on Tinder. We got married in October. Side story, when I told my buddies that I was going to be a dad, the first two responses were congrats on the sex and were your parents proud, were your parents proud that you got laid? <laughs> Good friends. Me. I do. Is it gotten cliche that when you tell someone you're about to be a father that they're always like, congrats on this? A little bit, yeah. It, it, okay, because at first it was funny. I remember like 10 years ago, and now it's just kind of like, okay, I mean. It's, it's getting it's getting played out. Texas Trevor used to say that Michael Jordan is so funny, based phony, based on his rancid comment. Mike, you need to check out the Bluey soundtrack channel on YouTube to mix it up. Wait a minute, how does me not thinking? I don't understand the first part of the yeah. Comments. Since well, Trevor used to say that well, Michael Jordan is so phony, based on his rancid comment. I don't remember about a rancid comment, but I'm not. A, I never was never a Michael Jordan fan growing up. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, I was a Reggie. I was a Pacer fan. He was a thorn in our side. I hated. It. I, I wanted nothing more than end his career in 98 and send him home like a little punk that he was. Well, you didn't. Well, we gave him all they wanted, though. We like Bluey in our house. Blue, I mean, Bluey is the best kid show for adults to watch. How did uh, – how does – I probably asked you this last year, but I don't remember. How, how does uh, – how do the dogs handle the um, the, the thunder your, at your house? Did, did she care? Penny's fine. Penny fine. Didn't it doesn't give bother her at all. No, she's good. Khaleesi and Arya just do not like it at all. They, they, they get – especially Arya. Her tail goes between her legs, and she's – Aww. Sitting right next to me, she it bugs her to death. I mean, Penny will go outside during it and be fine. We had to shut the door during because if we did, they'd probably go out there and bark. Yeah, she's so. she's good, but yeah, God forbid you hear like a dog barking five streets over, and she's, she just loses it. She goes nuts. Now my cocker spaniel, he's he doesn't even wake himself up snoring, so he didn't even hear it. Texas says, "Hey Mike, uh, what are you hearing about HVL transfer destination? Lots to talk about LSU. She did. She took the visit there last week. 
I, I to be honest, like there's been no other name secondary school yeah. come up. Like I, I know there were rumors about Iowa when it first happened, building the super team. To my knowledge, and this is what Iowa fans and, and writers have said, they don't have a scholarship available, so that's not going to happen. We kind of tried to put Stanford together because, yeah, say. you know, she said, you know, well, at least Jeff Walls came out and said this is about her having already finished her degree, having a chance to get another one, having to get a chance to go play closer to home. So we were like, okay, who's a powerhouse women's basketball program in that part of the country? And Stanford's really the only one that stands out. And Gonzaga's been playing. They've been better, haven't they? They've been better. We've played them a couple of times in the tournament yeah. now. And they beat us this year in the battle for Atlantis, but they're still not a they're not a, a place. If, if she is chasing a championship, then she's not going to go to Gonzaga. She's That's more she's Stanford. wanting to go home. But LSU seems like the – and I guess it's just because she liked Kim Mulkey. Um, Mulkey was the runner-up for her when she initially committed to Louisville, and I guess you know she wants to win a title. But it sounds like this is headed in that direction. They're just trying to iron out the details. It's right crazy. Now. Her last two choices were, were Walls and Mulkey. Like, two people just don't like each other. No. And two very kind of different. Different, personas. yeah, exactly. Like, that was her, her final tits, and it's kind of crazy. But Texas, Mulkey, I guess, was at Baylor at the time, right? She hasn't been at LSU that long, has right. she? Right. Yeah, yeah, she was at Baylor. Texas says, your wife is right. The actor who played George Washington in Hamilton was the voice of Moana's dad. There you go. Okay. Boom. Texas says, Mike said gaping hole. I did. <laughs> I got to just point that out. Thank you for that. Texas, the guy that I would like to get in the portal hands down is Raekwon Battle from Montana State. He lit Kansas State up for 27 points in the tournament. 6'5 guard that is physical, can get his own offense, and is a respectable shooter. I know we've reportedly reached out. I'd empty the bank account to get him. We have reached out. I am with you. Like I would like to get him more than the other two names that we've mentioned today. Just based on, like, the lack of buzz there, my I've just kind of been assuming that he's not coming here. And has he got any other schools mentioned along with him? Uh, he he visited West Virginia this weekend. How are we gonna beat out West Virginia? I don't think so. Apparently not. Uh, St. John's also reached out to him. Of course they did. St. John's is reaching out. They're reaching out to. St. John's is like looking over our shoulder right now, like at every name on our list and like writing them down. Kind of. I mean, I don't know if it's just that or it's just they're just we just happen to be up going after some of the top names that are still left on the on the board. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but yeah, uh, a lot of talk to Raekwon Battle going to West Virginia. But if he doesn't, who knows? But we I mean, we got to start getting some of these guys on campus, right? Like, the, I mean, at least yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not even visiting. Happening. That's got. It, we're doing so well with the high school kids getting like getting visits from them, and then at least being interested. Like, we've gotten the only transfer we've gotten R.J. Luis immediately was like, nope. When he left, so got to work on that. Get Harlow back in town. I feel like our the tra- us in the transporter is like you know on a dating app. Like we're sitting there like swiping left or right or whatever was the one that approves it to the girls, but they're just ignoring us. Get the Jets back. <laughs> get the Jets back. Get Harlow. Well, you I know miss, what? You know what? I miss the Jets. What a great family group of the eighties. Yeah. You, you know what? It's a D minus joke right there. That's oh terrible. come on! That's bad. He got me all over. You know what we're waiting baby, on. Baby, it's true. You know what we're waiting on. Friday night, baby. The glow. It's the glow. Bringing the glow. The balloon glow. It's the glow. You may have seen it all at, I don't know, Montana State, wherever you played. You ain't never seen 40 balloons all glowed up at the same time on a baseball field. I, th- I, th- I mean, if he's going to West Virginia, I feel he'd be more in the uh, the wheelhouse of the uh, the steamboat race. <laughs> if we lock up a player from the transfer portal, or if we lock up McKenzie and Baco or whoever this weekend, 
Let's not forget about and the they mango. give it credit to the balloon glow. I think I'll just quit radio. I'll just be like, I'm done. This, that was the whole goal. This is all I wanted to hear. Cal Agam would still be good. He's gonna, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna come to Louisville, then I realized the respect they have for not putting a sponsor on the Chow wagon. I, I've never seen balloons light up like that. You love the blue clothes so much. I've never seen it. Texas, did you see that ESPN will be laying off employees uh, this week? Who would you like to see fired, and why is it Seth Greenberg? No, I don't, don't want to see anybody. Fired. I never want to see anybody get fired. Uh, it's it's inevitable. They fire, but I mean, they do the same thing every year. They fire a bunch of people, then they hire interns at nothing costs, and. Let those guys work their way up to where they have to make money. Then they get fired, and then the cycle repeats it's itself. It's kind of true. Uh, it's how it works in it's radio. A, it's hard to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough week for media already. And, yeah, the ESPN cuts are going to happen, and it sounds like that's going to be bad. Why don't we get fired, people? Because we don't take any hardly any money. <laughs> that's the key. That's the key. It's the key, yeah. to, key to longevity. You want to make a living in this business? Prepare to be fired after five years. <laughs> uh, let's see. Texas, Mike, is TJ sad that he'll have nothing to do from 9 to 10 p.m. on weeknights now? What's on 9 to 10 on weeknights? I don't know. <laughs> what is <laughs> Oh, is, is, is the Tucker Carlson? Oh, is that when he comes on? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Now, you know what show annoys me on the, the news channels? The Five. I don't even know what that is. I don't know who these group of these five people are, but it is the biggest collection of morons you could ever find in one the group. The Five? Yeah, it's on, it's on. I think it's one of the Fox shows. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. After like six o'clock on CNN and Fox, either way, you're choosing just pretty much just mind numbing. Like, we here's our opinion, shove it down your throat. We're right, you're wrong. But like that, that one, I think it's on Fox, and they're pretty bad. Like they 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 make me want to like throw like turn my TV off. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, did you know that Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey on set because of his constant jokes and riffs? He told him that he hated him and that he couldn't sanction his. That's about the vibe is the highest rated show on Fox. Is it? <laughs> That's what I just said. All right, let's focus. <laughs> I did not hear know that about Tommy Lee Jones. I, that would not surprise me one bit. I could see Tommy Lee being here. I mean, like, I don't know. Not to like, like, I don't know. He did do the movie The Man, though. That was pretty bad. I don't even remember that. I was the one where he, 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 he was a U.S. Marshal and he had to overlook like a house of sorority girls because they witnessed a murder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember so that. It's so bad. It's, it, was, it was Texas. They have all the Longhorn stuff. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those movies I'm like, you, you, you see Tommy Lee in that movie, you think, what what gambling bet did he lose on that was so big that he was like, I got to do this movie? I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm educating myself now on the, the Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey beef. But, yeah, it has a longstanding feud dating I'm, back to the Batman, uh, Batman Forever. I mean, they should both just hate, like, Brockheimer for putting them in the movie in general. That <laughs> <laughs> should be a mutual hatred. Isn't that what it is? This is what it's all about. It's like, we're not mad. It's, it's like when couples are mad. They're like, we're not really mad at each other. It's it's about our parents. Our parents are the ones who screwed us <laughs> here. Ones team, they're trying to team us against each other. <laughs> Tommy is, and I say this with great respect, a scene stealer. Well, you can't steal, Steen's, uh, steal the scene from Jim Carrey. It's impossible. I think it irked Tommy. By the way, yeah, that was the Val Kilmer Batman. Was him. Yeah, um, he wasn't kind to Jim. He did not act had, towards Jim the way an Oscar winner with a star on Hollywood Boulevard, being the oldest member of the cast and having such a distinguished career, should have acted towards Jim. But what happens on the set stays on the set. Clearly not. I mean, I know he played Two-Face, but he didn't have to act like it. No, no that was good. I think that one I get credit for. That one you get credit for. I've, I think I've read other places where Jim Carrey has been kind of accused of being like a, a steen stealer and not the easiest person to work with. I mean, you're talking about he's complaining about Jim Carrey on a movie that had Drew Barrymore with him. 
I mean, come on, her track record's not exactly, you know, roses and flowers. Not to. Uh, yeah, well. Maybe maybe that's why they did the song Kiss from a Rose about cocaine, because Drew Barrymore was on this movie. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. She wrote the song. She, she wrote it when she was 12. Texas, I already missed you announcing Tucker Carlson as your new co-host. Uh, no, has not happened. What if we got him in here? It's like. Did he, did he, he quit or did he get fired? Well, there's some debate about that. I okay. think the, the press release was parting of ways, right? Oh god! Yeah. In in this day and age, you he never know if parting that's with yeah, ways comment. In this day, yeah, you never know if that's a euphemism or if um, you know, it, like that's what really happened. If it was mutual, you just you never know. But I did like that. Like CNN posted the thing. Like they're like their PR tweeted Twitter account was like. You know, Don Lemon's always going to be a part of the family. He was here for 17 great years. Like, we can't respect enough, uh, you know, all that he's done. And then, like, an hour later, they're like, what Don Lemon just tweeted is not true. Like, we, he had a chance to talk with us about this, and he ended up taking it to Twitter. Basically, like they're like, we're great. He loves him. This is all love. And then an hour later, it's like, this lying son of a he's got to go down. Who pulled the trigger first, Fox or uh, CNN? On Fox the- was like, right. It like happened. Like, people were still reacting to the that's, Tucker that's, news. That's weird that you're like, they would, you would see two of their bigger, like, like opinionated people get let go right next to each other on both, on the opposite sides of the station. Yeah. It's, it, it, the whole thing was super strange. Yeah. It's like they did a trade, like, we'll fire Tucker, but you got to fire Lemon. Oh, okay. Texas, when I saw the guy uh, who they got to turn the key to start the fireworks, I knew he was going to screw it up. Oh, Talk yeah, about that dude was like, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I, I, from what I heard, like I, apparently he was very much like I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like he was like holding his hands up, like don't blame the Thundernator. This was all, this was not me. He was, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was, he's the type of dude you thought you would, you'd probably put two to one odds was one set at Woodstock, the original. Like, he was kind of, he had the long hair, the beard. He was like, I'm, I was at the original Thunder, and I'm going to, and, and I'm like, all right, dude. I think, I don't know if this is actual breaking news officially, but it looks like the Jets and Packers have finally made a deal. Oh, really? Uh, this is according to Adam Shepper within the last, this is real count. He's got a blue check mark. He's got 10 million followers. That's him. Uh, it says the Jets will get Aaron Rodgers, the 15th pick. In this year's draft, good Lord, and a 2023 fifth-round pick, technically number 170, the Packers will get the 13th pick in this draft, a 23 second-round pick, which is number 42, a six-round pick, number 207, and a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes the first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Interesting. I think that was what was holding them up big time was the compensation for 24. And it looks like they have finally met an agreement that, uh, yeah, this is within the last five minutes. It's Ian Rappaport's agreeing with it as well. It is a done deal, officially. I, I think this was all about Tucker Carlson and, and Don Lemon personally. Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> was like, I go to New York long as Tucker's on the air. <laughs> they got it done. They got it done. So, you know, one door closes and that window opens. Is there, I mean, I feel like, in all seriousness, I feel like everyone's like, where's Tucker Carlson going to go? I feel like he's he's big enough now and powerful enough now that it's probably going to be like an independent venture. He's going to do a podcast, yeah. It, it'll be like his own thing. I don't think he's going to go to like OAN or Newsmax or one of these 
kind of well, what was fringe place. But it would be hilarious if they did have a like Skip Bayless style show with him and Don Lemon, where they just like because like everybody would hate it equally. <laughs> so They'd be like, great. that guy sucks. This guy's right. They, no, be. that guy sucks, and this guy's right. It would be, yeah. It'd be annoying almost. Oh, be, I think I, I, I'm telling you, like as <laughs> even like die hard, like. Tucker can do no wrong, people, and even diehard Don Lemon's the best thing ever. They'd watch that show and they're like, they'd be like, "This sucks." Yeah. It, it would. Everybody would. That could be the thing that unites the country. Like, we would hate the show equally on both sides. It's a, a riot somewhere. I mean, it's just against them. Thank you guys for again. It's the unity ticket. Have them run together. We can all hate them equally. How many producers would have to go through that show? Like, I would just want to just hang myself after an after two shows. Texas says, well, ESPN can fire Jay Williams and he can take his job at Fox News early. <laughs> Texas says, I did find it funny that Iowa thought they were getting every women's transfer, but they forgot nobody wants to go to Iowa. Uh, I mean, I think it was more about the You love scholarships. Iowa, though. The state? Yeah. You, you, I enjoyed my time there. Yeah. It was nice. I, I, I liked Iowa the one time I was there, even though it was a snowstorm. Yeah. Texture says uh, Drew Barrymore has never been in a Batman movie. I think TK met Nicole Kidman. Uh, no, same movie. I'm looking at the cast right now. Who is she in that that Batman movie? Says she played Sugar. Oh, uh, Sugar. Na 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 na. Honey, honey. Na 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 na. Nicole Kidman was um, Poison Ivy, right? I don't. I, don't, I should remember Halle Berry being Catwoman. I uh, wasn't Nicole. Yeah, but she was. Uh, she was Batgirl. She was Batgirl. Yeah, that's she right. was Batgirl. Yeah, because because this is the one. That's what the, in Hollywood does. What they do when you get a third movie in a trilogy, they that's when they try to cram more than they can into one movie. Every 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 comic book movie doesn't the same thing. They have done it twice with X Men. You think they'd learn a lesson by now? That's what they did with this one. Texas. Speaking of Michael Jordan, did you happen to see Phil Jackson's comments on why he doesn't watch the NBA anymore? Scottie Pippen was right after all that he is a racist. I did not see Phil Jackson's comments. Well, part of it doesn't make him a racist. He just he says he's just he he doesn't watch anymore since 2020 because just the the over 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 oversaturated political opinions in the game have just he doesn't he'd rather not deal with it. He wants to watch basketball. No, I mean I don't think that makes you a racist. I mean what oversaturated what political opinions are out there anymore? What's he upset about specifically? I don't know. I guess I nothing. Mean, he just got annoyed, I guess, with he wanted to go out there them shut up and dribble. But like what are they I know Jalen Rose bl- blasted him over the weekend like, for What are they doing now? There's like there's nothing happening. I don't think there is really, any. No. Yeah. Are they still wearing the 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 like the the did they, did they take the names off the jersey still and still wearing like loyalty and stuff on their back? No. That was just the bubble year a couple years ago. Yeah. And the bubble year was where I mean, you had the Bucks forfeit a game and then you had the I mean the whole the, that whole thing was just yeah, it was I mean, it didn't bother me. I guess not why I quit watching the NBA. It's just because I just don't like the product as much. Batgirl was Alicia Silverstone, by the way. Oh, well, that was Sugar and Drew Barrymore. You and I are both just swinging. I'm looking at them. Batman Forever cast. She's listed right here in front of my face. Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy. Well, then who the hell am I doing? Calvin, I'm reading that right, right? That says Drew Barrymore on there, right? Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, no, but you were talking. You were trying to place who Nicole Kidman was. You're true, yeah. Nicole Kidman just says Dr. Chase... Meredith. I don't know the Batman characters well enough to know. I mean, who the hell was Sugar? I, I, I don't remember there being a Sugar character at all. I've got no idea. <laughs> Do I got to go watch this damn movie? Apparently, I don't want to watch it. Apparently, Phil Jackson was mad about them putting Black Lives Matter on the court. And Texture says, I think that does make him a racist, Trevor. 
if that's all, then like that's a weird, yeah, weird way to draw. The no, line. Th- thinking you don't agree with that would make you racist. Not wanting to see it on your television doesn't make you racist. Yeah. Again, people people throw the term racist around way too loosely. Anyway, it's unfortunately why it's watered it down. It's unfortunate. I'm just gonna let you keep going. I'm just. I'll, I'll keep going if you want. <laughs> I don't. Please don't. <laughs> Uh, on that note, we can take a break. We will uh, we'll get back to your text. Uh, women's basketball, they're going to have a eventful summer. We're going to see some Cardinal basketball in July. That's going to be a good thing, I think, both for us and for the team. We'll talk about that after the break and more of your text at 502-414-1450. The Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big S. Indiana. We're reminding you again, if you have issues with your heating or air conditioning, doesn't matter what time of day it is, AirServe of Louisville has you covered. Call them any hour. Could be midnight, could be noon, could be 4 a.m., could be 4 p.m. They're going to have someone able to take your call and a technician available to come out to your home and fix your problem. The phone number 502-785-8600. AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. And for a limited time, they have uh, tune-up offers for just $49. Again, 502-785-8600. AirServe.com slash Louisville. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. You want to go to a little six degrees of separation from my weekend here? Okay. I didn't think about this. That was a song by Lenny Kravitz, which is probably one of my favorite Lenny Kravitz songs. It ain't over till it's over, which was written about his breakup with Lisa Bonet, who Lisa Bonet was in a movie called High Fidelity, which I forgot I watched on Saturday. There you go. You ever seen High Fidelity? I have not. With John, John Cusack? Yes. It's, I think, a very underrated movie. Okay. It's, and you know what? I, I will stand behind. I, I've argued that Jack Black's favorite best film is Shallow Hal, and it is good. But I forgot Jack Black, as a minor character, is very good in High Fidelity as well. I like John Cusack. I, who doesn't? That's my response. It's got John Cusack in it, too, because like, she's got to have a small part in every one of his movies, right? Everyone. I think she's... Even in his first debut, the first movie I know he's in, which is 16 Candles, she's in that. She's the one who hooks up with the donger. Uh, Trev, can I interest you in you know July basketball? Yeah. We, like, once the, the, the baseball season ends, and we will talk about the baseball team here in a second. Okay. That's the, the, the real dead period. I know you can, some people will say it whenever Louisville gets knocked out of the NCAA tournament or the ACC tournament these days. That's when the dead period kind of starts around here. This is a football and basketball town. But baseball has certainly taken its own place. And we get, even if you don't follow the ins and the outs of the regular season, most U of L fans typically will jump on the bandwagon once the postseason rolls around. But June, 
July, August. Those are the dead periods around here. This year, a nice little ray of light from the UofL women's basketball program is going to happen. Uh, The Cardinals are going to be heading north for the 2023 Global Jam Tournament in Toronto. They're going to represent the United States. They do this on on the men's and the women's side. There are these tournaments where you'll have one college team that represents the entire USA. I know Kansas did it a few years ago. Uh, Actually, this year on the men's side, Kentucky is going to be the USA representative in the Global Jam. Uh, the Cardinals will play in uh, Ron, round robin play in, from July 12th through July 16th. Um, it'll be, I think, fun to see them compete at this level and also fun to see them try to begin the process of coming together as a team. Uh, Marissa Russell played in this last year for Team Canada, which won the gold medal. Cards are going to begin the round robin, robin portion of the play against Puerto Rico at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, July 12th. They'll play Canada the host two days later at 5.30 p.m., and then they'll play a team from Africa on July 15th at 11 a.m. And then the, the medal games will start on July 16th. So this is a – obviously it's fun for us because it's content. It's, it's basketball to watch in the middle of the summer. But for them, having just four returning players from last year's team and eventually getting to – I think they'll probably have at least six or seven newcomers. You're going to have more newcomers than returnees for the first time in the Jeff Walls era. These summer trips are always – really good when it comes to bonding, when it comes to trying to to gel as a team, and when it comes to trying to learn the offense, but especially in a year like this where you are not quite starting from scratch, but probably closer to that being accurate than ever before under Walls, this this is a good thing. So very cool to see this announcement. I wish that we could get, we talked about this last summer, the men's team can take one of these international trips whenever they want. Um, Kentucky did it last year. You're allowed to do it every four years. We have not done it since the year before the Damian Lee season. We haven't done it since the summer of 2015. Wait, the Bahamas don't – does that not count? What do you mean? Is it like a preseason tournament or a going outside the state's tournament? Well, that's in season. Oh, you're talking about summer. Okay, my bad. Yeah, we're right. talking the summer international yeah, trip. I got to be okay. Teams are allowed to take those every four years. And especially like you know the men's – could probably benefit from something like this. You've got a lot of newcomers. We've got, what, three or four guys coming back from last year's team. I'd love to see them do that. It doesn't seem like they have any plans to do it. I know Patino kind of fell out of favor with the the trips um, a little bit later in his tenure, but he he liked taking them every four years. Chris Mack said he didn't want to do it because it interfered with recruiting. Um, It just seems like a smart thing to do, but the women are taking advantage of it. We'll see if the men do at some point. But this should be a good thing for Jeff Walls and company this summer. Yeah, that would be, I think, a good thing for them. And they've already got a majority of that that new staff, that new roster you mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about the, they brought in, what, they had six spots open. We know for a fact they brought in, what, four ladies already? Five now. Five, yes. I, yeah, I'm already, I mean, so, I mean. They typically have nine uh, spots open. Oh, we had nine. <laughs> but I think that they will end up, like, I think they'll end up using only probably eleven scholarships this year. Okay, just keep a couple open. Um, I guess the point the point I was attempting to 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 dance around to make, but probably missed very badly on, was that a majority of their recruiting has already locked up in, before going into this tournament to, to kind of counter what Chris Mack says. And I, and I well, get, that was more about recruiting for the future. That's true. I mean, it's it help. I mean, you can't tell me that going somewhere to play extra basketball isn't doesn't help in some recruiting. I mean, maybe I, mean not. I think it depends on the kid, I guess. But some kids would probably be like, yeah, that's cool. His issue was, I think, 
the, the trips that they were looking at all happened during the July evaluation period, which is the biggest time for recruiting. Um, I think you can. I think Kentucky took its trip in August, I want to say, last year. Like yeah, we, they did the one last year, I know, yeah. I think that's when we would try to take them before. Because Patino, we did the one in Canada. We did the one in Puerto Rico when he was coaching that team. We did the one to the Bahamas four years before that. Like, he, he took full advantage of it. Mac, I think also if you believe the rumors about Chris Mack and recruiting, it's more like he just – didn't want to do it because he's he enjoys his lake time in the summer, um, but there you know, he, he the easier way around things. But I, I think it just it makes sense. You see a lot of teams, a lot of really successful programs take advantage of this, especially in this day and age where you have so much roster turnover. I'd love to see the men take advantage of it at some point, but the women are this year, and it's, it's uh, I think it'll be a good thing for them as, as they start hopefully another trek to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. All right, let's talk about um, in less positive news. No, I don't want to get negative. This U of L baseball team, though, that's the. Yeah. I, I blame you for your 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 bad bullpen mojo right now. What do you mean? Because you you did it to the Reds, you did it to the Bats. What well, what did I do? I don't. I don't know. It's just easier to blame. You. I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to. <laughs> did I say something? I can acknowledge the bullpen's it's just, bad. It's just just easier. You know, it's like usually these people blame me. I'll just I just, I just blame Rutherford. I don't think I pitched, but uh, <laughs> DoorDash forgot something on Adam last week. I was like, "Damn you, Mike!" <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll take it on. Uh, the bullpen has been bad, but Louisville loses three games to Duke. They're swept in Durham over the weekend. All three games happened uh, by one run. All three games they led late. Um, they lose on two walk-offs in the ninth inning. The first one's the toughest. They, they, I mean, they yeah. led seven nothing in that game. They end up losing on a walk-off grand slam where they had nobody on and two out in the ninth inning, and then a, I think an error. Sparked that, and then a couple of you know, guys not being able to find the zone, and then a guy's finding too much of the zone, and they lose 10-9. They turn right around, they lose on another walk-off on Saturday, and then yesterday they're up 3-1 in the eighth. They can't hold on there. They lose 4-3. Saturday sucked, too, because they fought back. They were down like 5-2 in that game uh-huh. and came back and tied it at 6 with, uh, I forget who hit the bomb. I don't think the ball's landed yet. Hit the damn thing so hard. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just completely collapsed in the freaking ninth. It's this is becoming a significant issue now. Louisville, twenty six and thirteen overall, eight and ten in the ACC. This is a team that you know they started off the season so strong. They sweep the Shriners Classic. They blow out three good teams. Uh, they get as high as number two in some of the, these national rankings. We've talked really up until the last couple of weeks about you know what does Louisville need to do not just to host a regional, but potentially host a super regional, getting that top eight. Make sure that we have Jim Patterson Stadium as the host for the first to, for our road to Omal. And now we're in a position where it's becoming the talk is shifting to: Are these guys going to make the NCAA tournament? And that's like that's where we are right now. You've got a tough backloaded schedule here, where you're playing a ton of the best teams in the ACC down the stretch. Uh, we're going to play Kentucky tomorrow in a game. I know midweek games don't matter as much as the ACC series, but Kentucky is a good team that could help your RPI out a little bit. But I mean, they they still got to play Miami. Plus Kentucky. Yeah, plus it's Kentucky. They've got Miami. They've got Clemson. They've got Virginia, who's in the top ten. They got FSU, who's always good. That's how they end the season. If they somebody was laying it out, who follows us a lot more closely than I do, they they were saying basically they need to win seven of these last twelve ACC games to make the NCAA tournament to be a three seed in somebody's region, and that's a tall task right now with the 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 pitching staff, namely the bullpen. Just not getting it done. I don't know. 
I mean, Carson Liggett was good again as the Sunday starter. Hawks has been good for the most part as the Friday starter. The Saturday starters have been very inconsistent, but it's the bullpen right now that you just have no faith in. And that's the second straight year where this has been the case. The bats are getting it done, at least enough. The bullpen just is not. The talent is still here. They still check every box when it comes to position players. But if the pitching can't get itself right, then none of that is going to matter. And this team could wind up having one of the more disappointing seasons, if not the most disappointing season, of the Dan McDonald era. It's it's time. Let's turn it on. 7 out of 12 against that schedule is not going to be easy. I know. I know. I'm ready to stand right every 3 and 8 on the road. We're not good on the road. Good Lord. I mean, we haven't been great at home recently either. I mean, we, you know, I mean we're 25 at home overall. We, we, thought, we just... Wake Forest came in here, beat us down pretty good. Yeah, Lipscomb beat us right before that series. Uh, I mean, we've yeah, we've we've. I mean, we're still a young team, though. Correct? I'm not. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, aren't we a majority? Of, I mean, is this not a young team, though? I mean, relatively young. There's a lot of guys back from last year's team. But, like, but, last but year's back, team are they young. are they still underclassmen? I mean, yeah, because that's college baseball. I mean, you're gonna yeah. have a lot of guys who are underclassmen. I mean, for the most part. This team has enough experience to where this should not be happening. I, I mean, mean, I guess if you're as good as we're supposed to be, upperclassmen are getting drafted. So Yeah, I mean, you know, our, our best players this season, Jack Payton and Christian Napchik, have been here forever. Like, like, at least it feels that way. And they're both, they're both getting it done. Um, I mean, Isaac Humphrey's been here for a see, while. See the fastball Payton took off his head? I did. I was, I, I was watching it when that happened. I was like, good And they just, like, nonchalant, let's go into first. He just took a, took a fastball right to the dome. <laughs> the pitcher doesn't get, like, acknowledged or nothing. Like, at least go out there and hit him with a newspaper on his nose or something. I mean, good Lord. My, my hunch watching this team, this is not just me trying to be a Louisville homer, I think they're going to get it turned around enough to make the NCAA tournament and be a dangerous team there. Because, like, it's not like they're going out there and – just getting smoked by average teams. Now, Wake is one thing. Wake comes in here, and they take, take two or three. They look impressive in the first two games. Wake's also a legit number two team in the country. They're a legit national title threat. That's a really, really good team. But every other, like all these other recent series that Louisville's been losing, they've been against good, maybe not great opponents. Duke's top ten now. But they should have won all three of those games. Like it, It's not like they're, just, they're getting smoked 15-1, to one and the pitchers suck, and the hitters suck. Like there's enough there to build upon. You're close enough to say, like, just fix a couple of things, and, and we're back to being one of the best teams in the country. I think that they'll get there, but these are issues that we were not expecting to be dealing with come late April. Like, like this team should not be in a position where we're even discussing whether or not they're going to be in the field of 64. You shouldn't be losing series to unranked teams. No. Now, I'm not saying you can't lose a game, but you can't lose two out of three to Notre Dame who's unranked. No, that was bad. You don't need to get swept by NC State who's not ranked. Or no, they, I guess they went two. They, they lost two out of three. I'm sorry. They to did. Yeah, this was the first yeah. sweep. Then, then they find, but then, I mean, you turn around and you sweep Boston College, but. That's when we thought the turning point happened. Yeah. And then, and, I mean, and I guess, I mean, like you said, Wake Forest, you drop all, you, you know, the, the, at least one of the losses was close. You win two out. You win, you don't, you lose the series, but you pull the one out. You know, you'd rather maybe, have won, you know, won the series 2 1, but no here or there. And, yeah. And then you get swept by an unranked Duke. I mean, that's just. Yeah, you look at this now, the situation. So Louisville's 32 in both the RPI and strength of schedule rankings. And the schedule's about to take a significant uptick because it's going to get so hard. If you look at the college baseball, people say with the ACC, the magic number historically is 15 wins. 
it's like remember in college basketball when we were growing up, they would always say if you're a power conference team, if you get to 20 wins, like you're you're good. They, they're not going to keep you out of the tournament. That was the magic number back in the day. And you had to be 500 in conference, and, right? Like, and, but they would always say, you know 20 wins, 20 wins, you're yeah. in the tournament. That's with the ACC, 15 wins, you're pretty much in the tournament, especially with our strength of schedule being what it's going to be, and with us being eight and ten right now, that means seven and five out of these 12 games against Miami, Clemson, Virginia, and FSU. Clemson and Virginia are both on the road. Virginia's a top-ten team right now. Clemson's always a – that's been a tough place for us to play. And Miami and FSU are always loaded with talent. That's asking a lot. I think they get it done. But, man, the time like, – I thought the BC series was when, like, okay, they've turned it on. This is the moment that we look back at and say that's when everything changed. And instead, here we are just talking about how they the bullpen just cannot keep a lead. Um, I mean, Ryan McCoy is raking – Jack Payton is establishing himself as one of the best catching prospects in the draft, which has kind of become our new thing. Um, the starting pitching, at least two of the three, has been good enough for the most part. But, man, I mean, Carson Liggett is 7-0 with a 1.64 ERA as your Sunday starter. He was good again yesterday and just not getting anything to show for it recently. Um, Roger Williams is widely regarded as one of the best bench coaches Pitching coaches in all of college baseball. He's been here forever too. He's been, like. he's been here since Dan McDonald got here. Yeah. Uh, he's produced basically an ACC or conference pitcher of the year in about fifty percent of his seasons as the head coach here. And the last two years, the pitching just has not been good. This is when he needs to earn his paycheck. This is when he needs to step up and, and find some of the answers. Remember last year, it got a little bit better. It got good enough that they were able to make that run to the super regional. Like he's got to find some of the same answers now. You got to start mixing and matching some guys. I know they've tinkered with the the Saturday starter. They've tinkered with the bullpen usage, and so far nothing has worked. But you got to find the formula fast because the the clock is is certainly ticking now at this point. It's we've always had kind of trouble keeping a, a lot of our our biggest like nightmares in, in the history of our baseball short history has been like games where the bullpen has given it up in the tournament for sure. Yeah, but typically like, those guys. I, mean, I know we, I know like that the brothers were like the, lights out. Yeah, but they always. It seemed like when the pressure was on, the birdie brothers were. But that again, that's pounded. that's just in the tournament. This is our issue right now is like us not getting to the tournament that's true. because the bullpen's been so bad. Like that's been like yeah, our blown saves. I mean, even back when we went to the College World Series for the first time in 07, Tristan Magnuson was a, um, a first round pick, and he you know he came in early and they lost the game against Rice, and like. He'd been lights out. It was it was shocking, but this is shocking because we just we don't have that guy who's been lights out in the regular season. They need to find it, um, or else there may not be a, a lengthy postseason, which is it, it would suck. Like I, I'm so used to having like, after Derby's over, you turn your focus to Cardinal baseball, you turn your focus to you know, the conference tournament and then the NCAA tournament and getting more games at Jim Patterson and not having that to fall back on in late May and early June. Would be would certainly be tough. Uh, we'll take a couple of texts here at 502-414-1450 before we, we, we go to break. Um, texter says, speaking of Jim Carrey and my last Seinfeld reference, I've never seen In Living Color, uh, the In Living Color Seinfeld skit before you till my cousin sent it to me this weekend. I don't know if I've ever seen that. We'll find out. Texture says, um, Sugar was the Gotham whore. Thank you for that. Texture says, Trevor playing commercial roulette over there. We are, th- that's exactly what's happening. So we've got, actually, as, as I'm talking right now, Trevor is talking, trying to, to fix our problems behind the scenes. We're having gigantic 
technical difficulties over at the main station. I guess this is the main station, but we can't. We're over here today because we can't get anything done over on Taylorsville Road. And whatever the situation is right now, Trevor has to manually play the commercials during the break, and they're not labeled in his log. So he's not even really sure what he's playing. There was one time where he played an outdated, I think, Racing Lou commercial, and he had, we had to cut that. Um, so I think he's he's figuring out what, what works and, and what actually can be played, and he's going back to the well a couple of times here. But that's a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes here. Texas says, speaking of Jack Black, the new Mario movie was awesome. Was it? I'm here so much about, like, is it awesome for... You as an adult, I, a lot of my friends have taken their kids to see it. And I know it's done insane numbers at the box office, but is this a is it a movie that I would like on my own or I would just like it and tolerate it because it's a kid's movie that is better than most kids' movies? Let me know. Texas Mike, this Detroit Lions logo redesign would be pretty cool. I've seen this video everywhere. I don't know how, I don't know how the redesign... like. Cause it's just some some woman, right? Like it's not it's nothing official. But everybody keeps sending this to me. It keeps popping up on my Instagram. It keeps popping up on my Twitter. But yeah, this woman does this lion's logo where she like writes lions in the lion's hair, and it turns around. It would be cool, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't I don't even I don't know how this works. But yeah, the lions need a redesign. Texas says I don't follow college baseball too well. So did you say the season is damn near over? And we are 26 and 13, but may not make the tourney. As of right now, I mean, it's not, we still have a full month to go. So you've got 12 conference games and four midweek games. So 16 games to add to a, a schedule that right now is at 39 games. And then you've got a conference tournament. 26 and 13 is, is good. 8 and 10 in the ACC is, is not great. If they can get to 15 and 15, if they can get to five, 15 conference wins, they should be good to go. But the RPI of 32 is not ideal. The strength schedule will get better, but they've got to start, got to start winning some games. Texas says, so Rodgers is finally gone. I love some good speculation. Where is Lamar going now? I mean, to my knowledge, I think they're still saying he's probably going to be a Raven. But this is a happy day for me as a long tortured Detroit Lions fan. Who can say Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the NFC North? I think he left right when the Lions uh, finally took a swept a season series from them. It's the coward's move, but maybe the right move. He doesn't want to see us. There's new kings of the North. All right, we got to throw it to break here. Let's see if I can get Trevor's attention. Trevor, we got to go to break. We're throwing it to break. We got the five o'clock hour all the way next. Keep it locked right here. I forgot you were here. I when know did, you, when did, I you, know when you did. did you get back? On 1450 and 96 1, the Big X. <laughs> Who is this? When you're coming up, son, I don't know where. We'll get 
is this? Uh, I can't hear you. Your mic's not on. Ugly Kid Joe. Ugly Kid Joe. They did a remake of uh, Cats in the Cradle. You know Cats in the Cradle, right? I'm familiar with, with Cats in the Cradle. Who's in the original? It's Harry, Harry Chapin. Yeah, Harry Chaplin. Kaplan, wasn't it? Like Chapin. Chapin, something like that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Ugly Kid Joe did a reboot of it. I could tell. <laughs> and that was their version. You're not, you're not a fan of the Ugly Kid Joe version? I was not a, not a big fan right there. You, you, it's just because you're just not used to hearing it? I, yeah, I mean, it's just I don't think it's a song that needs to be sung that way. Well, I mean, how do you sing any different than the original? I mean, it's I very aggressive. It's the same. That's Cats in the cradle <laughs> in the steel spoon. I mean, that's just the way he sounds. Harry Chapin, would not, like, Harry Chapin would not have liked that. Hey, Harry Chapin's dead, I believe. Probably. I think he is. I, uh, I think he died in a car wreck. But, um. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, he died in 1981. Yeah, that's a long time. So, yeah, I assume it was, uh, I don't think it was like a drug related or anything. So my mind, I'll make me go when I think of celebrities. I think it's, if it's not like car accidents, I'll make those to like drug overdose. Yeah. Yeah, he, he hit a semi truck trailer. Jeez, that's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad and aggressive. I mean, it's, it's okay. Probably more people haven't remade that song. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Isn't it a great weird. modern family where Phil's never heard it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> five o'clock hour here on 1450 the Big X. Would you like to start the five o'clock hour with some good football news? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Brandon Marcello from 24-7 Sports has re-ranked his. He, he did one of those early top 25s for uh, the upcoming college football season. He's re-ranked them after spring. He's ranked the top 30 teams post-spring. Post-spring? He's got Louisville number 30. It's like top in the ACC or in general? Well, there's 15 teams in the ACC, not not number 30. Okay. That, <laughs> that would be bad. That would be that, that would be tough. So he has no, he has Louisville as the number 30 team in all of college football. Here's what he has to say. The prodigal son returns, and I'm expecting Louisville to improve overnight. Jeff Brown returns to his alma mater as head coach and reunites with Jack Plummer, one of his former quarterbacks at Purdue. Plummer was overlooked at Cal last season, but he kept the Bears afloat despite a talent gap. He spent four years at Purdue playing for Brom, whose offense is one of the more exciting in the sport. I know the system like the back of my hand, but it's not just the new faces, Plummer said after the spring game. I like the receivers on the roster, notably the addition of Georgia State's Jamari Thrash. The Cardinals will score points. He also said what we learned in the spring, Louisville's defense is still the strength of the team. The Cardinals had 16 tackles for loss and three sacks in the spring game while limiting the offense to negative yardage on the first two plays of the scrimmage. So there it is. Louisville in the top 30. If you're wondering, Kentucky is in these rankings at number 22. But that's, that's really, For now. It's okay. It's, it's fine. They'll fall when they lose to us for starters. Uh, other ACC teams here. We've got NC State at number 25. We've got uh, North Carolina at number 21. We've got somebody else here, I think. Definitely. Clemson? Notre Dame is number 12. Who's kind of ACC. Clemson is number 11. Um, not on our schedule, which is fine. Um, mm. And then Florida State is up there at number four. So Florida State's being so overrated this year. Everybody's top five. They're, they're like. going to fall. They're just going to. They're just going to be egg on everyone's face when the season's all done. I it promise you. Bears repeating though. Like the only top, the, the only ACC teams that are getting top fifteen love are Clemson and FSU. Neither of whom are on Louisville's schedule this fall. Also, where's all this? The ACC is not any good. We got like five teams in the top thirty. Well, what do you? 
I mean, what's all this ACC's never any good? There's two teams in the top ten. I mean, this is by his one man's projections, I guess. I think it's but. kind of an outdated talking point. You don't hear that as much anymore. I mean, you hear it's not as good as the SEC, which is true. But well, you can say that about almost exactly. Yeah, that's like yeah. saying this show is 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 not bad, just not as good as The Wire. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I think the ACC still is better regarded than the Pac-12 for the most part. And I don't think Louisville is 26 spots behind Florida State. It's quite the statement right there. I think there may be two spots ahead. So you're saying we'll see you in Charlotte for the title game? I'm thinking. Is that what you're saying? With, with no Clemson and Florida State on our schedule, which I'd be welcome to have them, uh, I think Louisville has has a shot at, yeah, making a threat for the winning the ACC Coastal. There's no divisions anymore. ACC left? The ACC. The ACC. The ACC. The no divisions. It's That's just the top two teams play. Top two teams play for the conference championship. So, uh, Louisville. I'm assuming that would go by conference winning percentage for tiebreakers. Okay. Correct. Um, Louisville does have, I mean, Notre Dame is on the schedule this year, so that's a top 15 team that's, that's there. Sorry. NC State is on the schedule. Uh, they were there at number 15. Brahms have been known in history to break Notre Dame's heart. They have. That, that joke doesn't get like at least a half hour. Or I liked it. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's good. Um, I mean, now we can do it on the field. They've done it in recruiting, which is no. Cool. They begged for a Brom for years. Oh, yeah, um, but I mean, you know, Miami's kind of a fringe top twenty-five team. Kentucky is a top twenty-five team here. The schedule is still good. It's just from a conference perspective, it's about as as kind as you could ask for, given that you don't have the two best teams in the league on the schedule this year. But maybe uh, you know, maybe we'll see one of them in the conference championship game. Never know. It, what a story that would be. First year without divisions. Louisville sneaks into the title game, plays for an ACC championship, maybe knocks off uh, knocks off Clemson. But speaking of Clemson, did you see DJ Uyunglele's quotes today? I'm bad. I'm bad. Uh, he's at Oregon State now, right? He is, and, and he announced. Uh, you know, they, they were. He was asked by somebody from ESPN. The internet doesn't work in here right now. But um, kind of one shock. What are you? Yeah, I know. I'm using my. The hot spot is slow. I mean, as hell. The, <laughs> it's the last like three times we've been over here, the internet just has not worked. The, the, last, the last segment when you had to yell at me to go to break, I was talking with Calvin, and it's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good. No, not looking good at all. He's got to come back tomorrow and, and we try to work. We may be back over here tomorrow, uh, but he was asked um, about in an interview with the Athletic why he left Clemson, what's going on there, and he said, "quote I didn't uh, do what I wanted to do at Clemson. I didn't really like what we did there scheme wise." I didn't think we did very much. I thought it was very basic. It didn't help me out as a quarterback and play to my strengths. I wanted to go somewhere that would play to my strengths and go somewhere that would develop me for the NFL, play action, work under center, throw the ball deep. Just straight up calling Clemson's offensive scheme basic. Okay. <laughs> I get so, so many layers on this statement. One, I don't know if you can call their scheme basic when you struggled to master that scheme to begin he with. He struggled the easiest throws. That <laughs> I mean, it's just that's not really it. You're not helping yourself. And two, I don't know if you've watched NFL lately. Not a lot of teams even going to center in the NFL anymore. Right. I mean, I know that that was the popular, like, like if you don't, if you were didn't want, to, you thought a guy wasn't going to be good going from college to pro. It's like, oh, he runs that, you know, that they spread option. Yeah. It's it's all the system. It's it's not. It's only shotgun. You you can't play under center. And I'm not saying you don't go under center in the NFL. You do, but I would say a good seventy percent of the snaps now are all shotgun snaps. I mean, they don't even do like three step and five step drops anymore half the time. I mean, it's all you know, shotguns and shotgun and move. So, yeah, I don't. 
if you if you're unhappy with your way you performed there, and trust me, you're not alone in that, DJ. You and pretty much most of Clemson's fan base is. There's no reason. Just just move on, man. Just be like I'm happy to be a Beaver. The weird thing about like the, the comments here, as a as a football novice, someone who loves college football, but like I'm not gonna be able to break down the the X's and O's and who has the most robust playbook in the sport. No, no. It does seem that watching Clemson. It, it is kind of like a basic scheme. Like, they run the same. They run that like little quick out with the two blockers when you have trips wide. They run that play a ton. They run a lot of, like, the RPO stuff where it's, like, a little, like, slant over the middle after you fake the handoff. They run a lot of handoffs from, from the shotgun. Like, it does seem like watching Clemson play, it's the same plays over and over and over. They just do everything really well because they've got the best players at every position. And they always have such a good offensive line. They always have a great quarterback. At least they did. Uh, they usually have a great running back. They usually have dynamic playmakers on the edge. Like that's just that, that's who they are. But the system itself doesn't seem like it's ever been crazy complicated. Just again, from a amateur. I don't think it has to be. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so I don't, I don't necessarily think that he's wrong in his comments. But yeah, it's going to come off as petty and kind of annoying when you ran that system and you were just missing. I mean, the game that he played against us a couple of years ago, they had he had dudes all open all over the field and he just couldn't hit a a slant 10 yards down the field. He was overthrowing everybody and so to be like, "Hey, it didn't really help me scheme why I'm not the problem, they're the problem." comes off as just kind of sour grapes. And we'll see how he does it at Oregon State, but he clearly just was not getting the job done at Clemson. Apparently Jonathan Smith runs a very uh, unique playbook. <laughs> it's a huge vote of confidence for the Oregon State offense there. I mean, offense was good last year. I mean, the offense and defense was good last year. Oregon State they were kind of on the, on the yeah. radar teams, really. I mean, they were they averaged thirteen points, which is thirty eighth in the country, and, and were held teams of twenty points, sixteenth in the country. So I wish he was making these comments about Arizona. <laughs> Chud, no Jed Fish knows how Jed to get it done. Fish knows how to get it done. Did Jed Fish get fired? <laughs> is he still there? No, he's still there, right? He's, I, I think he's still there. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was like the internet's darling for like every week for three straight weeks. They had the ex- most exciting finishes at the beginning of the I season. Mean, <laughs> I do, I do get angry that he's like he's somehow been credited for the butt fumble or something. When he's still there, or no, who was it? Somebody else got the butt punt, and he was the one. He didn't get credit for it, right? Yeah, I don't remember who got credit for it a few weeks later, but it should have been Jeff Fish. Yeah, he's still there. He is a seven and nineteen <laughs> overall with a zero and one record in bowl. Games. Well, he did. <laughs> he's got a bowl record, right? Because he took over. UCLA's interim coach five years ago. Um, who, did, who was the interim coach? He took? That was the Jim Moore era. Okay. I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he led them to a, to a bowl eligibility. Hey, he won a game with Josh Rosen. That should be credit, right? They did lose to Kansas State in the Cactus Bowl that year, 35-17. to 17. Oh, the infamous Cactus Bowl. Uh, Such famous cactus. Do you remember last year's Cactus Bowl? I did not know there was a Cactus Bowl <laughs> until about five seconds ago. <laughs> Wisconsin beat Oklahoma State. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I guess they used to be the Cheez It Cactus Bowl. Is that they, what it is? It looks like Cheez It sponsored it in uh, 18 and 19, and now it's a uh, guaranteed rate is sponsoring it. That's not as fun. The Cheez It Bowl, they dumped cheese on people. That was a fun bowl game. It was originally sponsored by Domino's in 1989. Yeah. I love you. Motel 6 did it for two years. I can't keep track of any of the sponsors anymore. I miss the old San Diego I'm, County coin uh, point setable. Does Motel Six need to be sponsoring anything? <laughs> I don't think they are anymore. <laughs> we'll leave the lights on for you. 
Uh, Sing a few texts here at 502-414-1450. We talked about spring game at the beginning of the show. Uh, we talked about the men's basketball transfer portal news, the latest updates there in the second segment. Sorry I missed the text slide during the You're end fine. of the last one. If anybody say anything to me, I apologize. I'll well, try to get there back was a to lot you. of people grilling you about the, 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 the racist comments, and I will gloss over those now, no. which is fine. Yeah, because he proved my point by, by overusing it. Well, <laughs> a lot of people are saying, I'm black, and Trevor, you don't get to have a say here, which... It's kind of a valid Racist? point. <laughs> kind of, no, I don't think it is. I think it's kind of a, a, a valid point there. Also, Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy. Um, somebody yeah, w- said it's a full length of all the villains, the female villains in the Batman universe. Apparently, Drew Barrymore was like her and Deborah Mazur, Mazar or whatever, which was on an SB episode I watched last night. They were like two faces like girls. Okay. Somebody said she was the whore of Gotham City, was how it was phrased in the text line. <laughs> I, I think you were talking to Calvin to for that. Nice, so, yeah. but okay. But that time, was Drew Barrymore back to like being mainstream? I mean, maybe she was still. I think that was part of like, the comeback. Was that early rehab days? Because she did the movie with uh, Chris O'Donnell, too, the romance movie. Where they did the Romeo and Juliet movie. I can't remember what it was called. I don't remember. But I feel like mid 90s was when she was kind of launching the I'm coming back a little bit. I'm sober. I'm good now. Exactly. Letterman flashing. But then, then she dated. Then she dated Tom Green. Everybody's like, well, maybe she's still on drugs. Yeah, they, yeah, they had the fake marriage on <laughs> SNL, which was weird. It was all the whole thing was weird. Boys on the side. That's not the one I'm thinking of. But yeah. I was just, yeah, that was one. That was one of her. Bad love was the one I was thinking of. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Me when Frozen played during the drone show at Thunder. Ah man, I bet Virginia loves this. All my friends. Who? You can tell I'm way too invested in the show. I do. And th- thank you for that. Um, Texas wasn't Drew Barrymore uh, Arnold's wife in the movie. Said she was Two Faces girl, which was Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, that's what it said. Just when I looked on the actual Batman Forever, like on his on this cast page, like that's what it lists her as. Her name was listed as Sugar, but like it said, she was uh, like what the exact quote? Sugar Two Faces. "Quote good angelic like assistant," hmm. or Debbie Mazar, who uh, was Spice Two Faces' bad Gotha like ex- assistant. Sugar and Spice, huh? Oh yeah, I just got that. Clever. Very clever. <laughs> Spice has a twisted sense of humor. She tends Sugar tends to stay on Two Faces' good side. Sugar, she knows more of a sweet attitude and a tone. Who wrote this Why crap? You, we, it's, it's reflective <laughs> of the movie itself. The fact that we've talked about this movie for ten minutes today. At least does does not deserve. Okay. Texture says Chris Mack didn't do it because it would kind of cut his t- into his time at Nolan Lake. The <laughs> big Nolan. I, Lake. I didn't say it, but that's yeah. That's, that's. He we, I, I, we when he came on the show, I remember straight up asking him about that, and he was like, "I don't want to do it because it's it's recruiting time." And I was like, "I mean, that's sorry. Like every team has that that same time. You can schedule these trips for August. It's not. Come on." Texas Mac didn't like uh, summer tournaments because it interfered with drinking beer at the lake. Everyone was was there for the joke. I applaud everybody for making the same one. And I think that there's probably a little bit of truth to that. Texas says, did you see that our second best Reds bullpen pitcher, uh, pitcher in Vossler got DFA'd today? Speaking of DFA'd, I think we're watching a slow burn of the, the Reds themselves being DFA'd. Yeah, and they didn't call up Matt McClain, who I thought would get the— uh, He's been playing well. He's been crushing the ball. Yeah. I'm ready to see him in the bigs. But yeah, Vossler, who pitched in back-to-back games, started the season hot, hot uh, as an actual position player, got DFA today. The Reds. What's DF? Designed. Designated uh, for. Designated you. for. Yes, yeah, Simon. Um, so I, I think I, I mentioned. Give me a second, sorry. I think I mentioned this on the show last year. 
on our Reds text group, uh, Danny, who I do the podcast with, every single year on the day where the Reds are at, either officially eliminated from postseason play or whenever he deems the season over, he posts the the, the gif of, of Mr. Feeney at the end of Boy Meets World yeah, where he I says, know. I love you all, class dismissed. <laughs> And when they were getting just smoked over the weekend, I think it was yesterday. He's like, he's like, my hand is on the Feeny gif right now. My hand is about to hit send. I was like, this. Early? I was like, we can't do it this early. It's this would be. A, I think this would be even worse than last year. But uh, the Reds fans are. We've lost what six this, of seven. This is a bad time to remind you. Blue just took two out of three from the Yankees. Ah, just 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 manhandled them after after taking two out of three against the Rays. I think our season ended when we beat the. When we beat the Rays bad, I think that was it. Like that was the high point. It wasn't because then the Rays, we gave them their third loss. We gave them their third. Yeah. We beat them bad. I think it was eight to one, and then they beat us ten to nothing and thirteen to one. I think on back to back games, and then we got a four game sweep at the hands of the Pirates. We're thirteen and nine and in fourth freaking place. Wow, we're only, technically tied with New York. Ball. I forget Baltimore's playing so well too. You're only one spot ahead of us in division standings. <laughs> the last place team is Boston. They're twelve and eleven. We are only in, <laughs> we are only in fifth place. So, uh, do y'all lead the league in losses right now? No, you're no, you don't. We are. We've got 15. You're third. You're behind uh, Colorado, Oakland. Do we call them Oakland still? Or do we call them Vegas yet? They're and, Oakland and Kansas City. That that move's not going to be official for like three years, right? Yeah, I think. Well, I think it's earlier than that. Well, they have to build a stadium. That's going to take like two seasons. I think. I'm out. Could be wrong. We've lost. Uh, we've lost six straight going into <laughs> a series against the Rangers at home. Are you going to lose 100 again this year? I think that's the plan. Didn't we establish last year was your first 100-year loss, or was it like the first one in, in a long first time? First one, I think, it was, I think it was just the second one. It was the first one since like the 80s, and just the second time it had ever happened. We lost exactly 100 games, and I think that we're going back for seconds this year. Yeah, 82 was the last last and only other time it happened. My, I told you, like, the, the, the whole Sonards, Danny, who, whose podcast, Trevor, they were up there for opening day, and he was talking to... Uh, they were talking to their uncle, who's the equipment manager. We're like, you know, any sort of like inside tidbits and in, in the inside tidbits. He's like, he's like, well, I'm hanging around there, and uh, you know, Joey just walked up the other day. And he goes, Rick, it's gonna be real bad this year. And I was like, I was like, there you go. Any hope is out the window. There, Votto recognizes that this is a uh, a steep hill to climb. Now, do you, are you are you wanting a, a, new, a new manager, or are you okay with still David? It's Bell? not. I mean, Bell. I, I've you got can my, only do so much. I've got my issues with him, but they're they're not trying to win right now. Yeah. So there's. There's only so much you can do. I mean, you're about to lose the back-to-back 100 wins, 100 lost seasons. I think that you, uh, you're pretty much. Yeah, we're looking to be good for the first time two years from now. I think. <laughs> they got three good young pitchers. They got some good players. In the Andrew Green's been doing well for me. And they just gave him a huge contract. Um, Ellie De La Cruz looking good for the bats early on. Made a great defensive play uh, yesterday or Saturday, whichever day that was. Um, they've got there are reasons to be optimistic about like the 2025 season, but this year. Winning was never the goal. Uh, the Mario movie texture says is amusing and nostalgic, but no, I'm not going to watch it a second time by myself. Why did that? Did I miss that te- original text? Texture, yeah, you, you were talking to Calvin. Okay. The texture brought up the fact that the Mario movie was great. I said a, a lot of my friends have taken their kids to see it in the last week or so. I mean, it smashed box off records, office records. Yeah, but, I was, but I was like, is it good for a kid's movie, or should I like, would I enjoy this myself? And it seems like the answer is it's good for a kid's movie. I know my buddy took his son to see it, um, and he said it was something I was better than the original. Best, the best, like the most like praise he could give it, which is not saying a lot. I mean, if you remember the live action original, I, yeah, vaguely, but yeah, with Captain Lou Albano and, and and company. So I mean, it was bad, um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, is it better than the Chippen the, the the Chippendale movie that was on like Disney Plus? That I loved. I think that I was great for adult movie. or child. Did you see it? No, you recommended it a bunch. I haven't watched it. Have it's you? On the list? No, I haven't watched it. What? It's a good one to watch with. Sure, I've watched like one movie in the last three years. It's all Frozen. <laughs> Pretty much. You watch more than that. You've been watching Veep. That's a, yeah, show. It's not a movie. Yeah, Veep's getting really good too. Is it? What season are you in? I think we're on like season four. That's good. Texas, did you see Donovan's complete no-show in the second half versus the Knicks yesterday? Somehow this is Rudy Gobert's fault. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was bad. Poor they, Rudy. They were, They're down 3-1, to one, aren't they? They were. They were all bad. They were terrible. But I, mean, he, I think he had two second-half points um, in yesterday's loss. They're kind of looking like they're done. I mean, he didn't have enough. Like, they lost the first game because he had no help. But he was part of the issue, certainly, in game four. He was, I mean, he was just bad. It There's only three teams in the East that matter, and the rest are just Buying time before their summer vacation. You think the Knicks can get it done next round? I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They they would meet Milwaukee, right? So I mean, like, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of heart. So I could see maybe they could get could get that win, but they should. Milwaukee on paper should win. Texas TK, you seem familiar with Modern Family. Uh, Josh Gad, who was Olaf, was in a couple of episodes as the old kid neighbor from next door who idolizes Phil. I didn't realize that. I don't know about it. I've seen a few episodes of Modern Family. I like it, but I've never like watched it from. Never really. Uh, it would be right in your wheelhouse. I would think you would like that. I mean, I like it whenever I get caught watching it. If there's like a rerun on, I always like it, but I never like just sat down and watched it. From that's how I was with Friends for so long until until they came on like you know HBO Max and I probably started like binging it. I was the same way with that. Yeah, Modern Family. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I guess you could say it maybe runs its course a little too long. Cause, I mean, by the time it ends, I mean that's the, what I've heard. The daughter's got you know she's got. Two daughters of her own. She's got twins, and it's kind of weird, you know, watching like the little girl who had end up having like the breast reduction Ariel or something. Like she's like, you know, sleeping with a fireman. It's like I just remember when it started. She was like, I know. It, it brings up the whole like. I think we had this debate with you. Like, is the uh, is Arya hot in Game of Thrones? No. We never. Were <laughs> you not? <laughs> but by the time it's we so, we never had that debate. Okay, that been a very quick. Oh, this was very heated on KRC then. Because like, in the last season, she's like 22 years old. Are, we sh- are you sure? Yes. I think she was like 18 in the last season. No, she's like 20. The actress herself is like 22. Well, now, but like, I, think, I think when they filmed it, she was not that old. So, I mean, she just, so she, you can say she's hot. I mean, but is it weird to think she's hot because, you know, you saw her at the beginning like eight years earlier when she was just, yeah, a little kid. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I mean, she's 26 now in real life. The actress is. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> this went on for a while, I think, on KRC, if I remember right. Like, because <laughs> it was during the whole time where she hooked up with Gentry. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you know. Sure they gave her, like, the, yeah, her own, like, sex scene. I was like, yeah, I was like, she, you got, yeah. like, the side boob and everything. But so it's like, you, if, she's, you know, if you're seeing her first time there, you're like, you say she's hot, you don't feel creepy. But then you're like, I mean, I remember just like at the beginning of the show when she's like the little kid climbing up the wall, you know. Right, so she, she's older than I thought she was when the show was ending. So she was like 20. You're saying she was like 21, 22. She's born in 97, if that tells you anything. The show ended in 2019, 2018? Yes, it so, ran. So 21, 22. Yeah. There. yeah. Yeah, I thought she was like 18 when the show ended. So I feel a little bit better, but still, yeah, it's, <laughs> I feel weird talking about it. It started in 2011, so 97 to 11 is what? Four, she was 14 when it started. Yeah, she was a child. Oh, yeah. That, that's, yeah, you can't say she's not. That's creepy. But by the end of it, she's, not, she's an adult. Well, no, so it's 2011, so she was like. 
It's eight years later. She was 14, so it's eight years. Eight plus 14 she is seems 20. She even younger. In that case, she was like 22. Years. And she just looks young, yeah. Uh, Texas says, Jed Fish is back, baby. Just <laughs> renewed my season. T- oh, sorry, Arizona texter. Uh, <laughs> just renewed my season tickets. Feeling strong about six and six this year, but four and eight is realist, very realistic. I wonder how many people actually have season tickets to the Arizona team. Guess that Harry Chapin died listening to Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> I read he was on his way to a pro, uh, to a free concert though, a promotional show. Oh, that's I guess, but yeah, I also read his his uh, in that Wikipedia entrance. Well, I didn't egg it on you, but I'll tell you now. His widow actually sued the trucking company for twelve million dollars. Did she win? I think so. Yeah. Jeez. Texas Trev High Fidelity is a awesome movie. Thank you. And then says, I quote, and man, in telling you this, it's for your own good, man. That sweater sucks, man. It's a Cosby sweater. <laughs> it's a Cosby sweater. sweater. A Cosby sweater. I use that line, still use that line to this day. No one ever gets the reference. Same texture says, playing on Tommy Boy. You know, Richard, a lot of franchises don't win more than 62 games a year. So, yeah, they're called losers. <laughs> That's a great pull. It's got a lot of Tommy Boy. Texas was the opening scene of Scream, Drew Barrymore's comeback debut. I think that's I think that's probably right. I think that's kind of right, yeah. Like, I was young when that happened, but I do remember that being a talking point. Because, like, like I, all I remember about Drew Barrymore when I was growing up was, like, she was she was the girl in E.T. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, my older brothers were like, yeah, and then she did, like, nudie movies and got hooked in drugs. Wow. Like, and, like, that's how I knew about her, like, in the early 90s. That's, she never really did nudie movies, I don't think, but, yeah. She did a movie where she got nude. Poison Ivy. Yeah, basically what I heard. Yeah. So, like, again, my, these are my older brothers telling me this. And so, like, that's how I knew her, and then I felt like she was kind of making her comeback in Scream, which was when I was, like, in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah, E.T. I remember from Firestarter as well as a big role, and then, uh... Was it Cat's Eye, I think? The Stephen King, she was in that, which was a story of three different tales involving a cat, which was kind of creepy. But uh, yeah, I think again, you're right. I think that was kind of her, a good comparison would say that was, that was that was her, you know, John Travolta's Pulp Fiction. That pretty much kind of resurrected his career and got him going back again. And that's pretty, you know, instead of doing Look Who's Talking for. I love Look you know, I love Look Who's Talking. <laughs> I think Look Who's Talking was like good for it. His career, but it also like kind of ended his career in some way. Like it was the, the beginning of the end for for Richard Bolton until he did Pulp Fiction. Texas Trevor, please no more commentary on race. <laughs> okay, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Texas, what is the big difference between high school recruiting and portal recruiting? Because this staff seems good at one and bad at the other. I think this is a this is an interesting question because we are. What's yeah? Like, like I mean. There's, it's not like the staff, people keep saying, well, the staff is just striking out and recruiting. The staff's not recruiting well. The staff just put together in a relatively short amount of time, because if you want to say we've been operating on, like, out from underneath the NCAA cloud, like they, haven't had, they didn't have the full cycle to do that with this 2023 class, and they still have a top five class according to one scouting service and a top seven class according to the other. So they have done, I think irrefutably, a good job when it comes to recruiting high school players. Now, the transfer portal, which you'd think, like, you know, programs that are recruiting well in one facet of, of the game would be recruiting at least pretty well in the other, but we're not, at least as of yet, getting the guys that we're going after in the transfer portal. And, look, we don't have to rehash what happened last summer. We went after a ton of guys, and we ended up with, with very little, and that was a big part of the reason why we went 4-28. and 28. Also, have you seen everybody that's doing the thing where, like, Friday is International Kenny Payne Day? Because it's 428. I was like, huh? We're going to see that joke a million times. Friday is April the 28th, so it's 428. 
So people are saying that's Kenny Payne Day because we went four and twenty-eight. I wouldn't. You you had to explain that joke to me, otherwise it would take me forever to figure that out. The fact that I had to lay that out to you made me kind of sad. It, it makes it lame. You looked so confused. <laughs> well, because I was like, because I'm thinking like he wore, did he wear number twenty-eight. I mean, like that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know. I mean. It, uh, Kenny Payne, maybe it's the experience that he has recruiting high school players at Kentucky and Oregon. Maybe it's you know the fact that he didn't have to do much work in the transfer portal before. But maybe I mean it also could be we know Payne's stance on NIL is you know, we have money to to go around here, but we want you to get here on campus before you start earning that, and that maybe plays better with an 18 year old who's going to be on campus and who you know. Hasn't played college basketball than it does with a 21 year old who feels like they've already paid their dues and is getting other offers from other schools. Although, I mean, I've got to imagine that other schools are also offering stuff to 18 year old five stars, right? Like, that's. Oh, yeah. And they're offering it to so four stars, five stars, three stars. I, I don't mean, think I've got a good answer to this question. Do you, what do you I, think? Troy? I'm thinking about it too. I just don't know if there really is a difference. I mean, because I'm trying to think of some of the selling points you do because to a recruit, I'm assuming in terms of high school recruit. You know, you're selling, hey, because almost I'm sure whether they're a five-star, three-star, two-star, one-star, they, they probably in their mind assume that they're going to be an NBA player. I mean, sure. you should probably have that mindset to a degree in your, in your, in your head going into that call if you're a Division One college player. So, I mean, I would think they're looking for the two big things, which is a coach and coaching staff that prepare me to take that level and in current and today's climate – a, 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 a university is going to give me a decent, you know, salary for the, the time I'm there. And I just don't know how that's any difference in the portal. I mean, because, I mean, I guess other than the age difference between the two recruits, I mean, if you're coming out of a tra- – if you're transferring out of a portal and, and some – I mean, you might want to maybe look for a winner more, if that's the case, somebody who's got more little success winning because you're a senior, maybe that's what you're – you know, you 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 kissed your NBA dreams, maybe goodbye to a degree, and you 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 think that you know, the time I have left in this this wonderful world of college basketball, I can get paid and I can maybe win. Then I guess you know, if you're out of high school, maybe you're just thinking about developing me and getting me paid. You're not thinking about winning as much. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's problem it's, is it's is ne- no matter what, none of it helps us because we're not winning, so we can't sell that. We're apparently not paying out the money that you think we should, so we're not doing that. I mean, well, I think we started to. I mean, we've de- that, we've developed our you know developed our last staff and not to NBA talent, but to to you know higher ranked Division One talent maybe. All right, we got two pieces of, of good UVO football news here to get to. One okay. just breaking: Louisville lands a commitment from former four-star defensive back Cameron Kelly, nice. who spent four years in North Carolina, had been at Virginia, and then bounced after there. A spring practice was over. He attended the spring game over the weekend. That's a big time addition to. We have the clip of Jeff Brom's first pregame speech. We're going to play that for you. Oh, they're going to say all, Storm Duck announced. <laughs> Storm Duck, all eyes still on Storm Duck. But we had the Jeff Brom, the first pump-up speech in his UofL tenure. We'll play that for you after the break. Keep it locked right here. Rutherford Show wraps up after this here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. With a dream, my cardigan. 
Sleeping in the trunk. I don't think I've ever seen the music. <laughs> like watching the video, like they, they pop, like Molly pops up in the trunk, and this dude in a blanket gets out. Like, who's sleeping in the trunk? <laughs> Welcome back in. Final segment here of the show. If you're just joining us, yes, uh, it is official. Trevor Kelsey is taking on the roles left behind by both Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. He's going to be on Fox <laughs> News and CNN. He's making history, the first person to hold uh, dual they're, titles. They're going to put me on a split screen, except it's going to be just two and a half of each of my face on each side. You're going to be like that that the the splice clip from a few years back where it was Skip Bayless arguing with Skip Bayless about Aaron Rodgers. It was like taking, I seen that. It was like taking both of his statements and just like made, made this video. It's going to be like you on every Every single subject, just TK argues TK, Crossfire <laughs> starring Trevor Kelsey and nobody else. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And besides that, we've talked a uh, little spring game, talked men's basketball, the latest transfer portal news there. We talked women's basketball, some transfer portal news as well as their summer tour uh, in, in Canada, which is coming up. Talked about the struggles of the UofL baseball team. Answered way too many questions about Batman Forever. and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers got traded. Aaron Rodgers did officially get traded. We found out there is love on on, 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 some, on some dating apps. Yep. We, Tinder. Trevor wants to, you know, he doesn't want to. I'm going to force him to start getting on these dating apps. And yeah. we're like, is it worth it? And people say yes. Uh, we're also going to find out pretty soon how far Trevor's going to have to walk across this or when he's going to have to walk across this oh, walking bridge. God. Game four tonight, baby. So you're in a clinch tonight, aren't you? You're 3-1, right? No, it's 2-1. 2-1 only? Okay, that's 2-1. right. You're right. It's been a struggle. I mean, I mean the, the It was looking good for the Kraken for a while there. It was looking good for, like, the first game and the first intermission, the first period of the game, too. And then you had no, the, no, it was – yeah, it was – yeah, because game – You're up 2-0 th- after yeah, the first period. Yeah, and in the second period is when the, the Avalanche did that quick score, which, I mean, you don't blink if you're watching the second period of this games, these series. I know. Because you saw that in game three as well, second period. 18, goal, 18 seconds. Avalanche were up. I thought, this is over. It's 3-1. to one. Boom. They got it crack-a-lacking. Mary was telling some stories. She was sitting on the, we were sitting on the couch watching, and I was like, I was like oh, they scored. And then she like starts telling the story again. I'm like, they scored again. <laughs> and then she was she was making comments about you know the the announcers, the PA guys at hockey arenas when they announce the goal. It's like this elongated like the goal at the 22nd minute of the second. Like it's long. And so the guy hadn't gotten done announcing the first goal before the second goal happened. So he's doing this announcement for like five minutes. Mary's like, this is the longest I've ever heard a PA person. She's like, this is so annoying. And I was like, this is just, it's hockey. It's who they are. But then the Avs remembered that they have Nathan McKinnon and the Kraken don't, and they uh, they put it on him pretty good there after that. Yeah, McBooger is not having a great series after game one. Yeah, he got got torched a little bit. I mean, Mac is just, he's so bleeping good. So good. Uh, His goal was awesome. His two goals were awesome. We have more breaking news in the world of professional sports. Hit me. Ima Oduka, if I'm pronouncing his name right, the former Celtics coach, this. is now going to be the head coach of the Houston Rockets. I saw that. Props to him. That's, I thought uh, the Rockets were all about analytics and stuff. That's not really his wheelhouse, is it? I don't know. I mean, I think Maybe I they got, it kind of was. Man, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I thought he was kind of new age. Because it's everybody's in the NBA now. Pretty much. Um, also, um, I, I don't know if you saw this earlier today. This, I don't know if you hold a grudge towards this person or how you're going to feel, but Amani Bates has officially ended the, the NBA draft. 
No grudge. You don't you don't hate him because he cost you five hundred bucks. I, honestly, I feel it was like more about us than it was. I was more of a self blaming than a, yeah than pointing the finger at like him. Like the thing is, if you, if we yeah. had gone to you with this bet whenever we made it like last summer, and we had said, "Hey, Eastern Michigan's going to win eight games," you probably would have. I would have still you, made the bet. You may have doubled the bet. Yeah, like, surely to God, Louisville's going to win at least nine games. Yeah, I would have. I mean, uh, yeah, all the way up until, I mean. I mean, I even even after watching us losing that exhibition game, I still like like I had lack of confidence, but I was like, "There's no way we're still winning less than ten, right?" Right. I mean, I don't remember exactly when I lost complete faith when my faith died, but it, it did, and it did hard. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, no shock really. I mean, he's the end of the draft. He's gone. Yeah, he's not coming back for another year under Stan Heath. <laughs> Poor Stan Heath. Didn't work. There goes there goes that contract extension he was sure hoping for. <laughs> they got work to do to make the MAC tournament to get back there this year. <laughs> the second best player entered the transfer portal. I know. I was going to say, yeah, he's, I know that. Yeah, so they've got not, not much coming back. The other good news that just broke right before the break there, uh, North Carolina, former North Carolina safety Cameron Kelly has committed to Louisville. He was an all-ACC defensive back when he was at UNC. He spent the, the spring with Virginia. And then hopped back in the portal, was at our spring game over the weekend. Former four-star recruit, now joining the UofL secondary. That is a big bolster to that secondary. What a weird thing to say, though. Like he, he transferred to Virginia and didn't even play there? He did like he loop. transferred to Virginia after last season, spent the spring there, went through spring practice with them, and was like, nope, gone. So like a little bit longer version of what uh, Luke McCaffrey did. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you're seeing the story now like a decent amount where it's guys are like, they're transferring. They're not playing an actual game. They're just going through a semester, and then they're back in the portal. It's just, it's nuts. I mean, should that be allowed? I kind of, I mean, I. I mean, I, you got to draw. I mean, at some point, you have to draw a line, right? At some point, I feel like they're, tr- they're they're going to try to go back to what they initially wanted to do, which is one-time transfer without sitting out, and then anything after that, you have to sit out a year. Okay. But then the problem with that is you you get in these situations then where it becomes like, Okay, but what if a coach leaves that that player? Like, should should there be a loophole for a, a player who wants to transfer for a second time and be immediately eligible because their coach left? Or you know, if you say that's fine, then what about a player going to be like, okay, my mom's dying and I want to go back closer to home, and then it becomes like, well, people are going to use that, they're going to abuse that rule. I mean, we see that all the time with like a, you know a f- very distant family member had some sort of hernia. And so that means I can play immediately at LSU next season because I'm from, you know, the the, the New Orleans era area. Like it's just it, it's all. <laughs> there's like there's like a, like a radius of miles per zip code or something. Yeah, unless you get very very particular about the details, you're probably going to have to leave it at like, no, like no exceptions. You can transfer once, play immediately that season. But if you do it again, you got to sit out. Um, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that's, I mean, that seems semi fair, but I mean, I get to, yeah, there's the, like, what if you're there for two years, I guess, and the coach, I mean, but. Yeah, it's all, it's, it, it's a mess. It would be nice if they'd planned for this, but they, they didn't. So. I mean, but you should, you be allowed to get a, a second transfer wire, a tra- transfer move if the coach got fired because you sucked? Probably not, but. It's like, if I have a new coach, I should be able to transfer. Yeah, but you got fired because you weren't any good. We're actually taking your scholarship away. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm just curious. You have to go spend a year in NAIA. I mean, if you went like, like if, like if you're little, if you're like four and twenty-eight, and KP gets let go, I mean, can you? It's like, like yeah, like no, you can't stress. Hell, I'm sorry, buddy. You're not going to Arkansas after all. Yeah, you're, you're going to Arkansas Tech. If you if you didn't blow chunks, we'd have this coach back. 
Uh, Texture says, have we heard anything about where Fabio Basile is going? I've not heard one word about Fabio Basile since the end of the transfer portal. Is he? I, I want honestly. I'm more. I'm the the one. I'm still the one in the most about is Curry. Like Sydney, that's who I want to see where he lands. Like the, all the rest. I guess I've it's heard a, nothing about Sidney Curry either. Like Withers didn't like surprise me. At North Carolina it didn't surprise me. He went to Carolina. It surprised me. He went to North Carolina. Um, like Devin Reed when he initially came out. I remember there was like a list. We heard something about him. We haven't heard one peep about Fabio Basile or Sidney Curry since they entered the portal. I know Curry's on like one of those where they rank like the top 1,000 transfers. He's like 279 or something. Okay, That's the only time that I've seen him mentioned anywhere after entering the portal. Like I haven't heard him about taking visits. I haven't heard him being contacted. I haven't heard anything. Well, he wants to be like a backup big man for a, a power conference school he could, but I think he would want to rather go to like a Grand Canyon or something and try to do it. You know, the, the Irish Hulk couldn't. Can I also point out, like, I meant to mention this when it happened. I think it was last week. So five Louisville players got named academic All-ACC. Okay. Mike James, Huntley Hatfield, Hersey Miller, Zan Payne, and Fabio Basile. Like, wasn't the big thing with Basile, the big rumor that got put out there, was that he wasn't playing because he wasn't getting it done in the classroom? I thought it was because he was, wasn't getting done in practice, though. But the, the big rumor that got put out there that Rick Bosis wrote about, so you know it got put out there intentionally. Was not doing what he needs to be doing in the classroom. Okay, I, I missed that. I didn't so, realize that. I thought he was just not. Clearly, that wasn't the case. Unless he just really stepped it up. That was the wake up call that he needed. <laughs> or maybe that was just that. Even though he made all ACC, it's his Kenny's standards are higher than that. <laughs> yeah, we expect. <laughs> You're a three point five student. We know you can be a three eight. So that was not up to our level. I mean, I just don't think Curry was busting a three point eight. That's why you can't play five minutes against Clemson. Uh, that's the, that's the ruling there, but yeah, we'll see where where Fabio Basile winds up going. But uh, he re- Basile was the one that was like Wendy, the one like he reclassified, but then he didn't reclassify. Then he reclassified. They were trying to see if he could get eligible. Yeah, yeah. He was the one that we recorded the audio for because he was coming, and then we had to wait like, <laughs> like eight months two later months to, use, yeah. to be used. Forgot <laughs> we had it. So Basile, Re, Curry, and then I guess Ashton Miles Devore, who also entered the transfer portal as a walk on, are the only ones out there that are still looking for homes. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I also looked this up because somebody asked about it on Friday. Tyler Harrell, Harrell is still, still, still in the transfer portal. And, like, nobody knows what he's doing. I nobody. mean, I'm curious. Where did Braden Smith end up going? He's still out there. The, the transfer portal in college football is insane. He just kind of swallows you up. It's still, yeah. I mean, you're not lying. I mean, there's hundreds of names still in there. And that's just not like, I mean, we saw, I mean, as we saw, you know, the kid, like the, the kid we just got. And then we saw the, also the kid, the quarterback from Cincinnati went to the spring game and decided to enter the portal. I mean. You still got people coming into the portal. I think that what you're going to find out, especially in in basketball, where teams are all over the place with their scholarship use, like there are going to be guys who are in. I'm not saying this is going to happen to Fabio Basile, but there will be guys who are in Basile and Reese situation. Who you know they average like two points per game and they enter the portal, who just won't find D1 homes because you've got you still have the extra COVID year guys out there, and you've got guys yeah. that are you know. Reclassifying from the high school level, you got JUCOs, you got you know people. A lot of these smaller schools, these low major schools, especially on the West Coast, are just taking D two transfers because they've had success there. Like you're seeing that, like you're gonna find a, every year they're gonna be kids that enter the portal and then just don't find a home and have to end up going the D two D three route. I mean, have we seen a situation yet? I know, I, I mean, not to, I know Louisville hasn't, but where I don't think we have in general. But I think we, with what you're saying, we might be heading that way. Where we have a kids like be acquired through the portal who just set out in the whole year. Like maybe didn't even play college basketball for a year. Just because they couldn't find a place to play. they couldn't play. find a home that they thought was best fitting. I mean, I guarantee it's happened. 
I mean, there might be names that are still, but I mean, not at this level, but like at a, like a Montana State, I guarantee that somebody has tried to enter the portal and just been like, well, <laughs> there's nothing there for I mean, me. Did, I'm gonna spend the year working out. You clear, yeah. You don't lose eligibility, right? No, you maintain it. I mean, so yeah, so you could just take. I mean, you could literally just take yeah, take a year and just yeah, go into the gym and shoot jump shots like you know, like whatever, and then just work. Yeah, and. Then, I mean, in some cases, would that be a bad thing? Yeah, maybe not. Uh, let's take a few texts here before we wrap up. We've got about four minutes here. Texture says, as a fellow Reds fan, I kind of like when they suck. Tickets are affordable. Well, there's... Well, the record, even when they're good, they're still affordable. <laughs> I mean, it's... Hey. <laughs> then again, I mean... 2012 were good. Yeah, but you could still get... I mean, if you're going to sit in the... Oh, like I the, see where you're going, yeah. yeah. if you're sitting in the outfield, in the upper... Like, outfield you can still... Level, tickets are available. Yeah, you, get, you can get tickets $10. Now... I know the whole it's too expensive to take a family because it's not the tickets that get you in any sporting event. It's the parking, the merchandise, the food. That's where they they rang up the bill on a family of four. Texas says, yes, Aria was like 22 in the last season, but they made her look like she was 15. It's very weird to talk about. (laughs) I mean, is it okay to admit that she looked kind of hot, though, in that last season? I don't think she did. So. I mean, yeah, but it's okay to admit it, though, right? I get it, if you want to. <laughs> Texas, should we make this a group effort between the fan base and the staff and have all of us fully invested? And at the staff, every time we collectively see a portal kid that we like, at least they'll be using NIL on a kid we, the fan base, would like, and we won't get yelled at us for not getting them. First up, Tyron Lawrence. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good luck getting the, the fan to collectively agree on anything. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. Texas says 13 players for Colorado football entered the portal today. Really? I, I saw yesterday like the, the, the wide receiver who had like who was like easily the MVP of their spring game, like tore up the spring game. The spring game the, was on ESPN, by the way. Yeah, he like he it was packed. It was, it was like not an empty seat. Yeah. But he lit it up. He had like 189 yards receiving or something, and then the very next day entered the portal. So that's weird. Texas Fabio needs to go finish his senior year of high school. Can he go back to? He's eligible. I mean, could you go to a prep school if you played one year Division One college basketball? Can you just enter still enter a prep school? Maybe. I don't know what the prep schools are really. Think about Ballard. Uh, Texas says I've heard Braden Smith is planning on going to Cincinnati. That was the rumor for a long time. It just it hasn't materialized yet. Um, now Montgomery went to Ole Miss, right? Monty, yes. Yeah, he because that that was the whole situation with the whole yeah the the, the talking bleep about the the yeah the. Basketball, but I think Braden's—he's only the one that's really still out there, right? That, that I can think of off the top of my head. And I mean, there might be someone else. But. I think there's a couple left. Um, the real one is weird, though. Super weird. Texture says, "I'm just picturing both Sugar and Spice, uh, Trevor's taking over for Tucker and Don, and just dueling it out about why Arby's is technically the best delicatessen <laughs> chain in the country." I watch that. They changed their cheese sauce there. I'm not happy. Texas, in regard to Tucker's firing, the person I most feel bad for is Dan Tockett. His 30-second appearance on his show last month was the best thing that happened to him since being the IU interim coach. That's the first thing I thought Tucker would go to be outkick the coverage, but he's probably too big for he's that. He's too big for that. They did get the, I was going to say, describe the blonde girl from Fox, but that pretty much described every one of them on Fox. The Kaylee McEnany? No, the one, the, the Lori Ingram or whatever. I would say the hot blonde girl, but again, that described every woman on Fox. Like, have you ever turned on Fox and not seen a hot blonde, young blonde? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I know their market, I guess. Um, all right. Tonight, we've got uh, game four, Avalanche Kraken. Kraken, baby. Come in on, Seattle. Seattle. Come on. We're back to the late start. Now, the, the only 10 o'clock puck drop that we've had so far um, on TBS, the Kraken won that game. 
game one. Well, wasn't Saturday's a late one? Saturday, it was, but it actually dropped at ten. Did it drop at ten? Okay, yeah, it was. It was. It was actually into the first period when I remember the game was on. I flipped it over. So ten o'clock, TBS game four, Avalanche lead two to one. How you, this feels like a must win for the Kraken? <sighs> you think? I do. I mean, no, this is a desperate must win for the Kraken. I mean, mentally they have already been eliminated somewhat out of this series after what the, after coming in. They they came in. And do the punch in Colorado and hit him in the mouth. And Colorado kind of backed up and staggered. And then Colorado just got up and, like, kicked us in the groin. And then, like, DDT'd us. And now they're, like, about to throw us off the cage like mankind. That's what we do. I mean, that's just literally how I feel. So, I mean, that's that said, I want the Kraken to win. But if they lose, I mean, this series is going to be over. And i got to start thinking about having to walk across a freaking bridge. So what's your prediction? Pain. So you don't think they're one win? I think I think I think Colorado wins. I think, I think in fairness to them, I made this bet. They are two versus a seven seed. Yeah. After going to win tonight, four two, mark it down, three one series lead. About to wrap this bad boy up. Somebody takes a Tucker was the ugliest girl on Fox. Yeah, he was a brunette. <laughs> uh, late game tonight in the NBA. We've got Bucks Heat first, but then Grizzlies, Lakers, 10 o'clock, TNT. Lakers uh, leading the series 2-1. to one. They need this one to go up 3-1, to one, take commandingly back to Memphis. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. TK, who you got? I believe Joss playing tonight, right? He's supposed to, but he's supposed to play last time. Too. True, and he didn't. Um, I don't know about spread, but I'll say the Lakers do win this game. I, I'm gonna say Chris cover. I think it's really close. But you like, you got to go opposite of me, right? The only time your only loss is my is is my only win. Yeah, but then we both won one of the games we picked up. Well, yeah, but that was Philly in the Nets. No one really counted that, so it's fine. We're good. Yeah, because no one, no one, no one, even in Brooklyn, no one gave a two bleeps to think they were gonna win that series or game, let alone. We also uh, tomorrow on the show we will talk uh, Louisville Kentucky baseball. The, the Battle of the Bluegrass is going down in Lexington tomorrow. UofL needs a, a win for just, I think, a morale boost as much as anything else. We'll talk about all that good stuff. And a reminder, Dan McDonald Radio Show starting in about two minutes over here on 970 WGTK, 6 to 7. Check it out. Enjoy your Monday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3.